Does everybody know what time it is? It's time to feel the need. The need for speed. <laughs> That's right. It's grunt work. Danger zone. <laughs> La-di-da-di-da, it's the motherfucking G2W, grunt work, la-da-da-da-da, you know I'm momming with the T-R-U, yeah, 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 you know who's back up in this motherfucker, what, 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 that's right, it's grunt work, the only podcast about the TV show Home Improvement that passes the duchy upon the left-hand side. As always, I am Landon, I, I, Captain Solano, joined always by my co-host, Truman, there she blows, Caps. <laughs> you went in a really piratey direction with that, <laughs> and I would just like to think that if I were if I were the captain of a pirate ship and I saw an aircraft carrier coming, I would not be, I would not be saying, well, I guess I'd be saying, there she blows, turn this boat around, let's go the other way. Uh, yeah, uh, I was thinking the other day. Yeah, how much? How many comparisons there are to Tim Allen's career and Tom Hanks' career, um, <laughs> stemming from the fact that they starred in the Toy Story series together? Um, there's a Captain Films jokes to be made somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, and but uh, uh, in particular to this episode as well. What would you say was Tim Allen's Forrest Gump? Would that be Zoom or <laughs> Mr. Nice Guy? <laughs> I think it's an episode we have yet to come across yet. <laughs> I personally think the Santa Claus movies are his Forrest Gump. That's that's my that's my choice. Well, no, there's listen. Tom Hanks has played Santa Claus in the Polar Express. Oh, did, did he? No, he played the creepy conductor of that. Of he that played train. the creepy conductor. He also played Santa Claus in that he, movie. It was a double role. Oh yeah. shit! Oh. And Tom Hanks starred in The Money Pit, where he was doing Home Improvement. Oh, okay, okay. Now, now I'm interested. Now I'm. Interested. They both have best friends named Wilson. Tr- uh, okay, okay. Wow, wow. I'm trying. I'm. I'm trying to think though. But but okay. Then what was Tim Allen's uh, Philadelphia? Because I would say. Uh, I would because yeah. I, I would say to cut you off when I asked you the question and then I thought of something <laughs> else, so I'm not going to let you finish it because I have to get all my words out before I forget them. I Perfect. would say that Home Improvement is Tim Allen's The Burbs, so I, he's clearly like <laughs> like the whole show is that. But what, what is his Philadelphia? Would you say? Um, oh God, uh, I think I've only seen him in one dramatic role in my lifetime, and that was Red Belt. Um, but uh, so it's Red Belt. <laughs> so it's Red Belt. Uh, there's no equation to be made there. Truman, yeah. it's good to see you. We have no time to waste this week. No, we don't. Um, well, that's well. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> we this have no time thing, to waste. This, that's Huge all pause. we do. Yeah, <laughs> that's just something podcasters say. Uh, we have no time to waste. We do have time to waste. That's that's what we do here. That's who we are. You you are listening to this right now because you have a block of time in which you don't need the full use and, of your faculties. And they've chosen to waste their time instead of enriching their minds with the myriad of shows on BBC or N- NPR. Ninety nine percent invisible is out there waiting to be listened to. But you are like no. No, I want these two guys to talk to me about the show that I haven't thought about in 30 years. Um, <laughs> but, but, you we, know, I, it's just like that quote goes to saying, it, it says, if, uh, keep if, going. if you enjoy the time you're wasting, then you're not wasting the time because you enjoyed it. 
You know, uh, what I would say, the, the if famous, I may... The famous quote. If I may if I may cast a rope to you in this quicksand of linguistics <laughs> and, and sentence structure... No, that that's a verbatim in. quote by Sir Walter Scott. Sir, Sir Walter Scott? Okay, wow. Uh, English romanticism took some really weird turns there as it went. Uh, you said we don't have time to waste, and I think because you were trying to move us along. I would say... We do uh-huh. have time to waste, and that should move <laughs> us along because we can more effectively waste the time that is us making okay, this podcast okay. if so we get into. We should lean into our time wasting. Uh, yes, yes. Cheryl Sandberg wants us to do that. We have to lean in. <laughs> um, Very good. There's uh, been so we are Cheryl Sandberg. We are not. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on the do things that bring you joy. Uh, book. Oh, oh, oh! What Marie Kondo is that? It Kondo Marie Kondo. Yes, yeah, Marie Kondo. We're get if, if a woman wrote a book with advice in it, we cannot 100 percent remember her name. That does not say a good thing about us <laughs> or the podcast that we're making. <laughs> but aye, aye. we have. But there is there is like guys. There is something that we need to discuss. There is actual yeah. uh, news. In yeah. the home improvement world for us to discuss, and it's not often yeah. that there are new things about home improvement yeah. to discuss, which is exciting that, for us. The the biggest thing, I think, is we're back for season six. Oh, shit, that's what this is. <laughs> I thought we were just hanging out. <laughs> I thought we were just that's... doing the thing where we talk sing raps at each other. <laughs> not not the myriad of other items that have happened to home improvement no. in our interim no. uh, between seasons. The biggest thing to happen to home improvement uh, in the last two months, is that grunt work is back for season six, baby? But no, no doubt you've seen the headlines, you know, plastered across Times <laughs> Square. Truman and Landon return. You know, world breathes a sigh of relief, knowing that the sixth season of Home Improvement will be recapped in extreme detail. Uh, I, I have items here that we need to recap. Wow. Um, let's let's save one of them for last because I want to talk about it the least. Yeah. Um, I think I know first, which one. First and foremost. Uh, Tool Time has become a real TV show. What the f- did you expect that from 2020? <laughs> I well, you know what? I I did, but only because like I did a weird voodoo sacrifice. Like I killed a chicken and I like spread the blood over like a wrench and a power drill and an oh emergency God. room bill for Tim Allen and I I just finished reading a biography of Aleister Crowley and that's not too far from an actual blood ritual, so. <laughs> yeah, you know, um so so I I guess I was I mean, I'm just shocked that I have harnessed these deep powers and I'm concerned that I might have brought something yeah. from the other side with me. But yeah, Tim had, Allen... Had you done it over top of the grunt... If you had sacrificed the grunt creep over the power tools, then home improvement would have come back. <laughs> the, the only hitch in that is that the grunt creep cannot be killed. <laughs> That's right, yes. Yeah, he's kind of... Well, he, he's, he can't die. He's not truly alive. It's Schrodinger's creep, really. <laughs> um, but Tim Allen, Richard Karn... Yeah, uh, 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 coming together. I'm kind of interlacing my fingers on the on the the Discord video. Yes, but um, they are back. You reunited for a show called Assembly Required. You would almost say that your fingers were assembling together, <laughs> and it was required that they do that because otherwise the visual metaphor would not have made sense for you, the only person who can see it. <laughs> who who is already who is already on the receiving end of the of the verbal metaphor? So the visual one was not really necessary. Uh, yeah, is a visual metaphor ever necessary? <laughs> they <laughs> are coming back with a. Uh, apparently, this is going to be a competition show. Yes. Um, I don't know too much about it outside. They're already filming. Um, yes. We've seen photos of uh, Tim Allen and Richard Karn on their Twitter feeds uh, sharing. 
pictures from you know backstage. It kind of yeah. looks like the backstage of <laughs> Tool Time. Now, um, now, do, now, does the set of their show look like the backstage of Tool Time, or does Tool Time just look a lot like a TV studio? <laughs> and they are most likely shooting this in a TV studio. Uh, just goes uh, to give props. Uh-huh. To the set department. Yes. Uh, my biggest question, I mean, I, I think not just mine, I think all of our listeners' biggest question about this show on history, uh, I don't know if we have a release date yet, but um, is, don't. will there be calendars? <laughs> that is my that is my biggest question, <laughs> because it will determine whether I can watch the show, let alone discuss <laughs> the show with you or not. Uh, will will it, Will you check it out? I have access to history here. I, uh, I think I'll, I'll at least, out of curiosity, put it on. I mean, we kind of can't not check it out. I mean, we have a show about home improvement, and the two stars of well, home improvement are reuniting to make another true. show. Yeah, okay. About so, improving homes. Well, I don't know. They've reunited on Last Man Standing, and this is a, a perfectly timed segue into my second point, which is that's a show. I don't feel the need to check out any further than I already have. We're not those and guys. They just announced the uh, last season of Last Man Standing. Yes, a ninth season of Last Man Standing, meaning it will have gone on longer than Home Improvement. Oh shit! Take take that, um, ABC. I guess isn't the show also on ABC? Uh, it, I, where did it start? Because it moved. It no, it's on Fox. It, it's, it's on Fox now, no. but I'm trying to remember where it was originally. It might have been ABC. Yeah, I think it was ABC. Yeah, and they they kicked it, and Fox picked it up, and here yeah, we are. yeah, and and but so yeah, so that's it's it's going strong. Well, and this it does tie in, if I may, quickly skip back to your first point uh, yeah. about assembly required, the the Tim Allen competition show. So I the, in the article I read, it said that Richard Carn will be hosting, and Tim Allen will be involved in a quote on camera capacity, but then he's also going to be shooting Last Man Standing at the same time. So I'm mm. not really sure what. Like, I don't know what – I clearly Tim Allen is involved, but I don't if, – if Richard Karn is hosting, this is almost like an inversion of their roles on Home Improvement where now Al is running yeah. the show and Tim is kind of – I mean he won't let this stand, but Tim is nominally a second <laughs> banana. Uh, well, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe it will be something like they're hosting, but they're hosting out of Tim's, uh, uh, you know, garage – <laughs> um, much like Jay Leno's garage, where it's just a bunch of cars, Tim just has a bunch of tools that uh, that he wants to show off, and so they're going to host it from. Uh, that's the way to keep the lid on Richard Carnes' uh, fame is to <laughs> make sure it's like you know your place. It's within my world, literally. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, and I, I can, and now I'm going to make a reference that only I'm allowed to make. It's kind of a Truman Show environment where they're building an entire like ecosystem around Richard Karn to, uh, <laughs> to to keep him down. I don't want to say that, though, because uh, I want Richard Karn to su- succeed uh, so much. So, yes. Um, I uh, regret everything I said and take back everything that I've uttered on this podcast so far. That's going to be our season new, six. That's our new catchphrase <laughs> for a new season, is us just denying and apologizing for everything. Uh, okay, so that brings us to our final uh, point so if and if I may just assume that this is this is that i that I know what this final point by is. your tone, of course it is yes yeah, so um I'm just gonna say that that whenever something related to home improvement happens, I get texts about it because everybody knows yeah. and and whenever tweets about it, and you know, yeah, that doesn't go without saying and when whenever something related to Oregon happens, I also <laughs> get texts about it, usually okay. from my l a friends so yeah. 
this thing that happened with a uh, home improvement star in the state of Oregon. Let's just say I got a lot of texts. Okay, about all right. This. Uh, uh, as did we. We uh, just uh, generally the podcast got notified a lot. Um, we were rousted from bed in the middle of the night. We you know slid down our fire poles to check on the <laughs> check on the mainframe. And I think uh, here. Okay, let's just acknowledge it. ZTB got arrested in Eugene, Oregon. Yes, and. You can look into the details as to what he got arrested for. It's all alleged. I'm not going to be, you know, an apologist for him. I'm not going to defend him anything. We are just going to acknowledge that it happened and that we, know. we are stop texting uh, us about it. We're going to we're going to just take the show as it is. I, you know, I don't feel comfortable, you know, um exploiting it or contributing to tabloid culture at all. So that's not what this show's about. Um, it makes this episode a little uh, tricky, but um, that's welcome why to season I think six. We, I think that's why we have to be extra vigilant about just taking the show for the show and separating out the private lives of the the actors. Yes, yes, and you know we're not using this platform to dunk on anybody. We're just acknowledging we know that that happened, but doesn't bear much more discussion than we're giving it. Um, um, dare I point out the dunking that you did on Tim Allen moments ago? Well, okay. <laughs> starting now, starting starting uh, 15 minutes into the new season, no more dunking. We are in a dunk-free zone. If you want yeah. donuts, there is a national chain that you cannot go to for them because there's no dunking here. Uh, but I do – I just want to wrap that up by saying seriously that, uh, you know, we, we, we take it – Seriously, uh, it's, you know, it's nothing we want to make light of. We don't want to involve it in the show whatsoever. Uh, we aren't going to comment on it um, moving forward. So this is us acknowledging that it happened, and now we never have to talk about it again. Yep, yep. And now um, I guess it's time for us to sign off and be done with the show because I can't think of anything else that we would talk about normally. Do you know what time it is? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's time to oh – God, what were my notes here? Oh, yes, feel the need for speed. Oh, that relates to the episode <laughs> of Home Improvement that we watched. Shall we watched an episode of Home Improvement. We watched season one, episode, episode one. one. We started over. Yes, it's just, it's just it, this whole thing has sent us through a loop. This I forgot what day. happened in the last two months uh, of taking the time off, so I had to start back from season one. Oh man! Oh my god! Is that what you did as well? Is that what we're covering the same episode here? Yeah, no. It's like it's like how back in the day the people who would read every single Harry Potter book in the lead up to the new Harry Potter book coming out. Yep. We, yeah, we Harry Pottered this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, season six, episode one. Yes. We're here, Truman. Uh, do you have a little synopsis for us? I have. A perfectly sized synopsis for us that I think sums up what happened in this episode the way a synopsis usually would. <laughs> Thank you for the definition of a synopsis. And now, the words that I'm about you, to start saying. You synopsisized the word synopsis. I, I gave a synopsis of the concept of a synopsis. We're, be, we're, we're, we're just back to basics with this season of grunt work. Okay, but but now now if you the words that I'm about to say will be that synopsis. So when you're hearing my following words, you'll know that you're hearing a synopsis. <laughs> oh my god! Tim and Al kick off a new season of Tool Time with a visit to the USS Constellation aircraft carrier to pay tribute to its powerful engines. But back oh at the Taylor House, there's a force at work that's even more powerful than an aircraft carrier's engine: teenaged <laughs> hormones. <Ooh. laughs> 
It's a Boy Meets World audience here. When Jill catches Brad and his girlfriend, Angela, doing some steamy studying in his bedroom, she grows concerned that her son needs to get the talk, scare quotes, about sex. And he needs to hear it from his father. While Tim struggles at first to find the right metaphors, he's eventually able to teach Brad a heartfelt lesson about why it's important to cool his jets. <laughs> Damn, dude. Okay, well, I guess that segues perfectly into Giga Guess That Title. Yes, perfect. I'm so glad that you asked. I have a few options. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is one of them cool your jets? Uh, that would have been... A really good idea, but I actually didn't write that down as one of my three. I, <laughs> God damn it, I'm depriving the audience of Chalupas already. Okay. Uh, For- and should we explain that uh, we are back, season six, to try to get everyone Chalupas by playing our game where Truman, if, if Truman guesses the title correctly. Yes. Whether or not, if he gets all of the character actor corners as to whether or not that character actor was on ER, and I guess whether or not. Uh, the correct amount of grunts in a specific episode. We will pay our patrons enough money to uh, go buy some chalupas from Taco Bell or your um, fast food restaurant of choice. Now, I, I want to say, Land, because I think that we're we've something that we discussed in the lead up to this was like making the show a little more accessible to to new listeners, which I think is yes. why we went through and explained that. Hearing that explained, I'm realizing if you're a new listener, this show sounds so fucking crazy. <laughs> I have to like, okay, Truman, Truman guesses the title. Truman guesses whether the character actors on the show were on ER. We'll buy you chalupas. There's a grunt cat. This we we'll just. Wait till the metagame later where you have to contort your body to try to fit through a uh, conveyor, a wall shape uh, that's conveyor belting toward you and there's a pool of water below you. Yeah, and then I have to bounce from the big inflatable ball <laughs> to the other big inflatable ball while the sports exactly, center guys yeah. mock me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> title guesses, though. Just yes. back to this normal thing on this normal show that we do. Guess that title. First option. The Boats and the Bees. Oh, good one. I like Thank that you. a lot. Thank yes. you. Thank you. I like that one a lot, too. You only took a half bow on that. I think you could take a full bow. Well, I, well, part of it is that my microphone, as you can see, is right here. And if I if I bonk my, my face into it, the grease from my forehead will ruin the mic. Um, second option. Okay. Start your engines. Okay. Because sex is like an engine and yeah. boats and right. planes on the boat. A thruster. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's, yeah, this guy knows what I'm talking about in the front row. It's my crowd work on this podcast. All right. And last... <laughs> Wrong show. This is grunt work. <laughs> Someone should just do a crowd work podcast, though, where they just kind of try and guess who's listening and try to just make approximating, you know, what they're, you know, about them, what they're wearing. Third option. Okay. Ready to take off, parentheses, our clothes and have sex. <laughs> like a plane. So just, it's, it's a, a naming convention. Uh, that they've used a million times on this show before. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, look, this is the show that gave us Jill's birthday and Jill's surprise birthday. Anything is well, possible. I have a surprise early birthday gift for you because I know your birthday is coming up. Yes. Uh, you did not get any of them oh. right. But we now have a title that throws Jill's birthday and Jill's surprise party out the window. In, 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 is in a good way or in a bad way? The title of this episode is called At Sea. <laughs> Truman I, has turned away from the microphone. 
got, you know, we're coming into this new season with this good, strong energy, and we're really trying to, like, just bring it. And then, and, and like, we are there. We are giving our all. And then I feel like the show, which... I've only given about 60% here. I mean, yeah, but the show's given, like, 30% with that title. That is a dog shit title. Like, as I was writing mine no, out... There's at least, like, phrases with the C in it, like, yeah. to if by C, or, uh... <laughs> mm. Um... Yeah, well, I mean, like, when I was when I wrote The Boats and the Bees, I was like, yeah, maybe that one's it. Like, I honestly... That was one's th- close, yes. Yeah, it, it seems like there were a lot of good options, but God, yeah. at sea. Also... At sea. They're not really... I mean, certainly they are at sea for some of it, but, like, the main, the main like, emotional punch of the episode happens on dry land. I would, I would even argue for, like, Lost at Sea or something. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Sea gulls, because there's a mention of a gallbladder in this episode. Uh, anything. But at sea is just so not even what it is. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> At least Jill's birthday is like, that's what it is. Yeah. This is like, eh. Kind of what it is like, like air, like something on, like on the word carrying, like aircraft carrying water for. I don't know how there are a lot of, in this case. lot of missed opportunities. But uh, this episode aired September seventeenth, nineteen ninety six, to start off their sixth season, uh, directed by Andrew Sow. Andrew uh, Sow, yeah, this is his second directorial effort hmm. uh, after Engine and Haircut Two Fights, oh, the I episode that, that premiered. <laughs> Brad's awful haircut. Uh, yeah. We, which is now... Which is gone. A which thing is gone. of the past. But, spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, it was written by Bruce Ferber and Lloyd Garver. Um, Add it again, Truman. those two. Yeah. Uh, how'd you feel about this episode? Well, I was about to ask you that thing. Um, uh, that's why I didn't leave a uh, space in my talking. That's why I leave these elliptical uh, tones in talking so that... No I, one ever really knows I, 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 when to I, I, chime in. I just, I, <laughs> you're just, you're, and then I, I, and then I drop off quickly, and then they're like, "Oh, now I have to talk." <laughs> it is very stressful as a as a polite Pacific Northwesterner <laughs> to try and just, but sir, go. Um, okay, but here are my personal reflections on this episode. Okay, all right. First, first re- reflection number one, Roman numeral, numeral one. No. Yes, so, uh, there there is some Spanish in this episode. Spanish. Why does the military keep letting Tim onto their property? <laughs> did did the Marines not tell the Navy what happened when they let Tim drive a tank around? It was like it was like we let Tim drive a tank, which is one of the more destructive land vehicles the government has, and he totally fucked our shit up. And it's like, okay, let's just let him on an aircraft carrier, like the biggest, <laughs> most lethal piece of equipment that the United States operates. Like, the, the, like it, it only they let him in a tank last season, so you know the precedent has been set. <laughs> I'm just saying, like next season, it's like oh, this week on Tool Time, we're going to the bunker, we're going to NORAD where they launch all the <laughs> nuclear missiles. Hey, what's this button do? Burr, burr. <laughs> that's that's an alarm going off, not like a yeah. whale belching or something. Um, uh, yeah, so it seems so like that you, you ask a very valid question. Yeah, uh, I do not have an answer for it. Um, I would even go one further to ask why. <laughs> just, just, just that. That's it. That, just that. Just that's just, it. Just why? Why? <laughs> why? It has why is nothing Tim? to do do with this episode? I don't. I, I'm. Having these uh, tool time on locations uh, that have nothing to do with the episode and then 
this goes into my personal reflection, which is I wish they'd done without that because I felt like there's a side of the main story that I'm missing that I would have liked to seen that has been sacrificed for really, really cheap jokes. Yes. Yeah. Well, now, Landon, I would yeah. wager these are actually some of the most expensive jokes <laughs> given how much this aircraft carrier costs and how much we, the taxpayers, had to – like cover in terms of all these people well, not doing okay. their jobs for a day while they shot these bits. I don't. I don't want to take the writers to task here, but no, hardly. Um, Ferber and Garver so, are fine. <laughs> Here's the question, though: Is do they write the gags after they realize they get the location? Like, oh, we won't know what we can use and have access to, so we're going to have to write jokes on the spot, and that's going to be partly the writers. Uh, seeing what they can do within 15 minutes and partly Tim Allen just kind of fucking with knobs and making <laughs> jokes out of it, and that's what we end up with? Or do they go, we're going to write a slew of jokes, bring them all on board, and um, only use the worst ones? <laughs> I think it is more like the second one. I think that they, <laughs> when they know that they've got clearance to use the aircraft carrier, they probably sit down and they're like, let's write a hundred little bits, and it's like, okay, okay, one of the bits is uh, Tim is walking down some stairs and he hits his head on a thing. Okay, well, it's, if we have a, an area with some stairs and a pipe, yeah. we'll do that. Oh, he pushes a button and something bad happens to Al. Uh, you know, okay, we'll, we'll go into a place with buttons and we'll have Al be someplace. I mean, it, it has yeah. that vibe. Well, and we'll, I think, get more into that in the deep dive here, but uh, I want to flip this a little bit, and just on the, the, the other side of the writing coin, I actually thought that the writing of the story, what was going on with Brad and Jill and that whole thing, um, had flavors of, of really good writing. I, I would agree. I would agree with that. I, I, I was, um, that one of my reflections is that I'm just surprised at how well this episode handled sex, and how well it hand yeah. and like how... I mean, I, I, it is still of its time, but I think that for something that comes from the 90s, it's, you know, it does a pretty good job with it. And yeah, I think yeah. the moral that it puts forth is really pretty wholesome. I think that if a show today did something like this, the moral would be more in, like, it would be more in the vein of, like, we, you know, Brad, we can't stop you from doing this, but we want you to yeah. be safe. Here's the information. There's going to be a basket of condoms on the back of the toilet now. Right. You and know, a website that comes on the screen uh, yeah. before the credits. If you or someone you know is having sex, go to www.sex.com. <laughs> Wait, no, not that. Someone else owns that. But Doc, that's that's a very long website to go to. <laughs> I, I Well, that's because sex.com was, was taken, but not the one with all the other shit after it. That's It's domain um, squatting. <laughs> uh, you know what I felt like, though, with, with the writing is that it almost felt like a template from season one or two where they were dealing with something with the kids growing up uh, you know, getting into trouble with the law or, you know, some sort of rowdy friend. Um, so, like, they took that template and applied it to, like, teenage issues, and I was kind of okay with that. Yeah. Like, I, I don't mind them revisiting that framework uh, and kind of looking at these variations. In a way, using a familiar framework for writing um, the episode makes it feel familiar and highlights the the change in their age and you know the progression just makes them you know makes me feel like I'm growing with the show. Yeah, I I I would say that yeah, like like in a similar way watching this episode like I cuz yeah, I got I did I did laugh a few times at this episode and the laughs weren't really because the episode was objectively funny or that it was particularly good, but it was very much just 
I, I, there was something kind of comforting about it almost that it just felt so familiar. It was very much yeah. like, and part of it's because I haven't watched a home improvement episode yeah, in a couple that months. That was also weird. Yeah. But, but like moments where like, oh, Tim pushes a button and like Al gets covered in foam or like, oh, he does this thing and everybody on the aircraft carrier falls over because it's going so fast. It, it kind of made me laugh in the same way that like you get back together with one of your old buddies from college and he crushes a beer can against his forehead and you still laugh stew. because it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like stew because it's just like, <laughs> and he does arm put farts and yeah yeah your kids around like a pied piper yeah exactly exactly (laughs) and it's like on the one hand it's like that's not really where i'm at anymore but also i kind of just love and appreciate you for just like being you and doing you like it's just this is very we can all grow independently but when we're together we're all at the lowest common denominator which is uh Home improvement, I'm afraid, and <laughs> but yeah, no. They, for all the change, for the fact that the boys have have completed the '90s R&B uh, transition and have become boys to men, they are like for for all the changes. I think they're in the process of that. Let's, well, let's not undercut the arc of what we're going to see in season six. I think uh, that will be what we notice. So the okay, so the theme of this season is boys to men. I just want to be able yes. to make a boys to men joke. Um, Consider it done. Well, thank thank you, Landon. This was the only birthday gift I really wanted was the impunity <laughs> to make boys to men jokes. But I think that um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it for all the stuff that seems to be changing, this episode was yeah. very much what you expect, what what you you know what we have come to expect from Home Improvement, and also which would be strange if they change it at season six rather than, <laughs> than at the very beginning of the show. True, true, and also just one other thing, very briefly, uh, yeah. Tim. Uh, continues in in this in in this episode, and hopefully this is a, a hallmark of the season. Although every time I try and make a prediction, I'm proven wrong. Tim generally didn't piss me off that much in this episode. Yeah. He's generally pretty good. Like maybe again, I have, just... I have comments about that, but I want to get into it on the on the deep dive. Well, but then... I, I have the exact same thoughts, um, but I think I might be a little more conflicted uh, than you on it. Oh boy, some of that, some of that fabled grunt work conflict where we discuss our differences and then agree with each other in the end. I can't wait. Uh, great. Then uh, cue the music for the deep dive segment. Okay, just gonna drop that in right now. This awesome banger that I wrote and spent several weeks composing. <laughs> Click. Okay, the audience has just heard the uh, awesome theme song for uh, our deep dive, and yeah, let's go. So we open. On tool time, and uh, we get we get a little Heidi. We get a little Heidi and Heidi Ho, Heidi, Hi- Heidi Ho, Heidi, and uh, something different about Heidi. Uh, well, I was gonna say the audience has grown. Um, <laughs> they they not only have the tool time audience, which is you know like on the set where we see a shot of the audience, but they've now included the laugh track and the tool time of the entire studio audience of home improvements uh, screaming it back at them. So the sound doesn't match the <laughs> visual of how many people are in the studio. Um, but you're right. Not only has the audience grown, so, something else is growing. Uh, flawless timing that you've been missing here. I know, I know. It's gra- well, you know what? The distance, the distance, man. It's it's 37 degrees there. It's 88 degrees here. There's there's steam rising. The, the, te- the That's tem- temperature, not distance. Uh, go back to uh, number one uh, physics, psychology, no. chemistry, biology. Cool. Uh, We're science. <laughs> but actually, but uh, science, uh, funny you should mention biology because Heidi is growing within her uh, stomach a baby. Yes. And I noticed this at first when she says, does everybody know what time it is? My first note is, 
is she in maternity wear? And then uh, about 30 <laughs> seconds later, it turns yeah. out that, yes, she is. Tim and Al confirm it. In a uh, uh, was it a visual metaphor? They drive onto the set in a tiny car. It's uh, almost <laughs> a baby car. I, it, it's it is like a it's you, you know like the bumper cars that you get it. It's like that size, <laughs> but then but it's like the equivalent of like also those little cars that like you know the battery powered like little pink yeah. jeep that you get your daughter to drive around <laughs> in the nineties. One of them uh, ran yeah, over big my feet wheels. once. Yeah, 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 like a bit or something. But so they um, drive in in one of those. Being, and I, I had to ask. I, yes. I, I just it, it dawned on me right then and there. Could we have been bamboozled this whole time that Tim and Al have slowly been growing from four inches, <laughs> <laughs> and they're only up to three feet now? So they just shrank everyone else that they know down to four no, inches no, no. and have been slowly shrinking them. Like No, no, no. They've been shooting it like Peter Jackson shot Lord of the Rings where <laughs> Ian McKellen is in the foreground and uh, Elijah Wood's in the background. Yeah, yeah. Wilson is standing in a trench to look like he's that tall. All, all elaborate forced perspective shots. That, exactly. could, be, that could be true. That could be, they're, giving, they're giving Tim like little seven-ounce beer cans to hold so they look just like normal size. <laughs> <laughs> well, they drive in in this, like, basically this open-topped clown car, this yellow hot rod that is, like, yeah. made of fiberglass and seems to be battery-operated. And I yeah. really wish that the whole episode was just, like, this week we're doing a tool-time salute whoop, to clown cars. <laughs> it would have taken it in a very different direction, but I'd be open to it. Uh, but they say, no, it would be, be tool-time salute. <laughs> <laughs> Clown cars. <laughs> um, that would be, and and of course, you know that Al would have come out in full like clown makeup and the wig and the red nose, and would have talked to you know. Well, have you know uh, Tim that I actually went to seven years of clown college after I got out of the navy? <laughs> that would not surprise me at all. Yes, um, but so they they come out in this little car. The grunt creep is hanging from a rope overhead like Indiana effing Jones swinging a, a checkered flag. <laughs> they come riding in, and this is my first point in yes. the tim is better uh or like at least if not better at least like i'm okay with tim's behavior in this episode he introduces himself i'm tim the Toolman taylor and you know my assistant al borland so this kind of continues the trend of tim not having to dunk on poor al but just introducing no, al as what all. he is which is tim but assistant. he does he does dunk on him momentarily when <sighs> he announces uh we have uh somebody is pregnant yeah which yeah. goes back to your original point and he goes, Al, when are you due? They, they take a, if you'll allow me. I'll allow it, uh, yes. Uh, allow me, allow me. <laughs> a pregnant pause. <laughs> to, <laughs> to deliver the punchline about Deliver? Al. Like, <laughs> God. A baby. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a dunk on Al, and I, it wasn't funny. It was a dunk on Al, it wasn't funny, and also, uh, you know, Again, I hate to have to point this out. Al and Tim, at this point, if you put them both on a scale, they probably yeah, weigh within right. 15 pounds of each other. Like, and I'm not saying it would have been okay when Al was more rotund, yeah. but, like, he's patting – like, he pats Al's completely flat stomach. He's like, when do you do, Al? And it's like, well, okay, man. Like, like – Yeah. The, the, um, yeah. But let's not skip over that uh, he says, uh, that's right, Heidi has gotten married and is pregnant – and I'm like, where the hell is that story? Could we have had that episode? I would have loved that episode. That would have been brilliant. Why couldn't they have been going to Heidi's wedding last season yes. instead of their aunt or whatever? 
Um, I'll tell you this, though. I, I really appreciate that they are working the pregnancy into the show rather than trying to do the typical, I'm wearing flowery dresses and carrying a box in front of me. Um, <laughs> I, I just watched the show. Oh, I, I watched uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine over the summer, and uh, they do that in one season, and then mm. when she gets pregnant again, they say, you know, we're just going to make her pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and it's night and day difference because you, you can't – it's impossible to completely uh, get past that fact. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that it, okay. Let's go back to another grunt work classic. Everybody ready for a thing that you love? Oh, I think Frasier did it pretty well. When <laughs> because I feel Daphne, like yeah, right, right. Yeah, because they had Jane leaves. Like, there's one point when she's like when the actress is pregnant, but the character isn't. So they have a plot line of her stress eating. Well, actually. I guess that turns into a lot of fat shaming jokes. So I guess I'm not saying it's good, yeah. but they like they at least worked it into the plot in a more elegant way than like I'm carrying a they box acknowledge around. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Anyway, so they're here doing a tool time salute to engines, big yes. and small. Yes. And next week, or like next time, it's they announced it's going to be a two part episode, which initially got me excited that this episode would be a two parter. That's <laughs> not what's going to happen. But so this episode, spoiler alert for is something that doesn't happen. Yeah, I, just, if you had your hopes up for that. Uh, <laughs> but this episode is a salute to small engines, tiny yes. little engines, and I have to think, how did they? How did they pitch Tim on this? How did they get Tim to agree to talk about something that is not the most powerful form of engine at all times? Um, they probably had to go with a collapsing star metaphor. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> the It has so much power that it has uh, collapsed upon itself and is now uh, at the molecular level. Uh, dinky, tiny. Um the, the, or they just or they just told him a lie and said this tiny little grain of rice car has the most powerful engine on the face of the planet in it. Th- yeah, it's it, pow- is, it is powered by plasma from the sun. Yeah, it's it's powered by dark matter from inside of black <laughs> holes or something. But yeah, so they're 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 like showing off the engine for like a tiny little model hot rod and yeah, it's and, called a, a Denzel micro car. Yes, uh, and I mean. I'm thinking it. You're thinking it. Does Denzel Washington own this car? <laughs> uh, and the rest of this uh, segment pretty much goes in the direction that many other Tool Time episodes have gone, where <laughs> they have something expensive on the set. So, something expensive and delicate where the owner isn't around. They they tell Tim... Like they, they're you know because it, it's underneath this bell jar, and we see this little car that's it's like the size of a grain of rice. It's driving around the outside of a penny, and it's the smallest functional car in the world. Mysteriously, there's still you can still see a wire pulling the car around the penny, but don't <laughs> don't pay attention to that. Don't don't don't, don't mind that. Um, uh, I want, also want to just take a second to point, uh, uh, do a little promo uh, promo. I want to I want to plug. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. I want to plug. Uh, the Museum of Jurassic Technology in Los Angeles, who probably needs a hand during everything that's going on, they actually have an exhibit of uh, 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 sculptures and uh, that have been painted in the eye of a needle. Ooh. That... So uh, Tim destroys something. I'm telling you to go support that if you're in Los Angeles. 
uh, so that we can help create something. Uh, unless you're Tim Allen listening to this podcast, in which case, do not go there. Dude, don't go there. <laughs> don't go to any museum at all. Tim, <laughs> Tim Allen, don't go near the Louvre. Don't go, you know, any any place where there's delicate things. Hey, that's things. another Tom Hanks connection. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, honestly. Da Vinci Code starring Tim Allen. <laughs> I want to see. Not it. gonna lie, I would watch that. I, I would, would I, get like, my money. Yeah, patron, patrons chip in. We're gonna we're gonna finance this thing. <laughs> <laughs> if it was like a Inspector Clouseau type of uh, play on the Da Vinci Code starring Tim Allen, <laughs> I might I might be into that. Yeah, I could honestly. I I feel like Tim Allen has the chops to be a kind of latter day Inspector <laughs> Clouseau, just like broad physical comedy and kind of bumbling around. I yeah, I'd, I'd see that. I'd see that. Yeah. Anyway, it's he picks up my the dog. <laughs> he picks up the Denzel microcar, uh, drops it, uh, looks for it, and crushes it under his knee. Yep, and then we get a foot crushing the screen transition straight out of Monty Python, uh, except <laughs> except that the foot has traded up now and put on a, a work boot over itself. <laughs> yep, uh, and we get the theme song. Yes. same credits. Same, same, same tiny credits. little boys. I know, and the, and the 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 shock in going from those three boys rearranging <laughs> themselves to then the monstrous creatures sitting on the couch when we come back from the opening credits. I'm shocked that they didn't reach. I, I was almost certain that we would see different credits uh, coming into the season. I we, I think we specifically said last yeah. year, last year, last season, which was a year ago, that uh, that that they had to change, like that they yeah. would have to change it up for this season. There's no way yeah. that they could, in good conscience, continue. And I lost five hundred dollars to our uh, grunt work pool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. You should never make bets against that pool. That pool is like it is a gambling addict, and it is it is feisty. It will take you. Oh, speaking of, speaking of gambling addicts, uh, we cut to Act One. Yeah. Mark and Randy are at home, interior yes. Taylor House. Wait, actually, one, I'm sorry. One thing before before that. Though, oh, you have one thing about the credits. Just the one thing I noticed is that Richard Karn is the last actor credited in the opening credit. Like his is the last name to flash on screen, and it puts me in mind of uh, like save the opening credits for The West Wing. They credit everybody else, and then. And Martin Sheen, like the biggest <laughs> actor, gets the yeah. gravitas of the final one. He doesn't get an and, though. You need those three little letters. Uh, yes, yes. Just like it, much in the same way, uh, another Gruntwork classic, on Cheers, <laughs> they always they always save the best for last, and they credit George Went and George <laughs> Went. And George Went. Yes. <sighs> um... But anyway, so so is Richard Karn. So what, what, what you're saying is Richard Karn isn't making his way in the world today. No, uh, no, no. I mean, it does. It does. It it takes everything he's got just to get through a day of work with uh, with Tim. I mean, by the time he makes it to, and I think. Well, actually, I think that everybody at that bar that they go to is it Henry's? What's the name of the bar? Harry's. Big Mike. Big, Big Mike's Tavern. Yeah, it's Harry's Hardware. It's Big Mike's Tavern. By the time he gets to Big Mike's, <laughs> wow, you need to. Uh... <laughs> I, I, I said that Go I went your back. your Home Improvement Index cards before I, we uh, start recording again. I know. I, I said that I went back and rewatched all the old episodes before we started up this new season, <laughs> and clearly I was lying to you. Um, anyway, yes. So what I'm saying is Richard Karn is the norm of Home Improvement, obviously. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but we're at home. And the boys we're are... We're at home. The boys are doing the thing that kids on 90s sitcoms love to do, which is playing a totally real video game the way that kids play video <laughs> yep. games. Just, 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 you know, jerking back and forth and, like, moving the controller around and, like, it's, really reacting. 
I think I mentioned it on one of our Tropes episodes that fake video game sounds are one of my least favorite things uh, in TVs and movies. B- because the people who the people who make sound effects, at least in the 90s, were all like 70 years old. And so they kind of like <laughs> know that, oh yeah, video games, like Pong and Frogger and stuff. That's what, yeah, they all sound like that. <laughs> I I just I don't understand and like they're all made on like MIDI keyboards. Why can't they? Were do you think like the sounds of um, Mario Brothers are copyrighted? May, uh, like honest- the, I can understand like the music for sure, but like would do 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 do. I honestly, I it pro- they probably did copyright all those sounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it wouldn't shock me. I mean, a big company in the you know so much of this, yeah. is, you know, their brand is not just the look but the sound of the game, and yeah, right. And I don't know. And also, I just don't think I don't think anybody in the in the editing bay at Home Improvement was like, no, we need to be realistic with the game <laughs> sounds. Are they playing Super Mario World? Are they playing you know? Are they playing uh, you know Super Mario World three? Like, which one is it? Well, at the same time, though, again, they're doing it on the MIDI keyboard. Why couldn't they just create realistic sounding video game sounds? But there's like, if there's there's no whatever. I don't want to get into it. Uh, <laughs> that's that's my my goal for this season is to not just get into not it. get into it just we're just not getting into it hey look, not getting into it it's a no-nonsense podcast so let's get started <laughs> episode uh, episodes will be under 10 minutes we're just not going to get into anything <laughs> jill comes home with back to school stuff and my note here is oh my god i wonder if truman had the same uh reaction i did thinking he accidentally put on last year's episode <laughs> Where it's where it's like, oh, I was too late getting there, and the only ones that was the is this blue one and the one with the puppy on it, right? And you I can want the Terminator, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can you can draw an APC over there and a jet dropping bombs on the little puppy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I did have that reaction, Landon. Anytime that anytime Patricia Richardson comes home with school supplies, I instinctively assume that she's only bought the girly ones. Now I want that to be a, a recurring thing for every season one episode for the rest of the series. <laughs> Jill fucking up school supplies. She's in school herself, and she still can't get it right. It's, oh the, it's the you know, it's the dichotomy of woman right there. You know, it's like you you, you <laughs> like she's she's so focused on her own schooling that she cannot be on top of the kids' school supplies in a way that they want. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, I have a comment about that explicitly later, but we'll get to it in due time. Um, Randy starting high school. Yeah, that's a that's a thing we learn. That's huge. That's huge. And uh, well, a huge also like Mark. Let's just let's just say it. Mark is <laughs> Mark is bigger than Randy at this point. Yeah, I think he was at the end of last season he too. Was, but uh, he was nearing it. But now it's now it's impossible to ignore. Yeah, yeah. And just like the the jets that uh, uh, carry Al and Tim in this episode, Mark just flies through every scene he's in. Yeah, uh, does does a flyby. He gets off the couch, walks past Jill. I don't even think he stops at the counter. Just delivers his line in motion, and yeah. he's gone. <laughs> he is as close to phoning it in as you can get. I would not be surprised if there's a later episode where they just hold a phone up to the camera and you hear his little voice come out. Um, also, there's a good line. Jill is Jill says to Randy, "Oh, you must be excited to start high school." And he says, "Yeah, sleeping in late and goofing around all day has been getting on my nerves." <laughs> um, and then we see uh, Brad. He's outside with Angela on the on the swing made out of uh, their old swing set. Oh, that's right. Which yes. kind of oh. makes 
Makes you yeah, think, yep. doesn't it? Like the symbol of their childhood, and now Randy, not Randy, oh, fuck, dollar in the jar. Brad, fast approaching <laughs> manhood, is now out there canoodling his uh, his lady love on the swing. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is, um, I don't, well, whatever, I don't want to, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not you're not get getting into it. into it. You're not getting into it. We're going to talk <laughs> about you not getting into it, but but getting into it is the thing we will not do. But they're, but Angela's back. They're, they're still together. I think I'd have to look at a calendar. A calendar. I, th- I would have to look oh, at the dates, but uh, you you are now just against the concept of calendars. I'm against the I concept have, of time I've, entirely. I've yes, done that. I want to. I want to. That exist. is. I, I want to really cherish that accomplishment of mine that I have made someone just completely loathe the idea of a calendar. Uh, the, the only respite for me is to get into one of those altered states sem- uh, sensory deprivation tanks and just float there with no concept of time or or reality or anything now. Because simply knowing that time can be charted on paper uh, <laughs> eats away at my soul, thanks to you. <laughs> Point being, yes, uh, I would have to check, but I think Brad and Angela have now been together longer than he was with Jenny. Oh my god! What I mean? No, he was with Jenny for like two or three years. I think he's only been with Angela uh, for like one season. I don't know. I, I I'd have to check on that. That's why I'm saying I got to check my my something uh, ro- something my yeah my, ro- 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 my my book. Yeah, check. Yeah, check. My, yeah. my book of dates. I've got okay. I've got no problem with that. That just sounds like a totally normal thing that is that is not a, a grid with numbers and dates on it. Um, but yeah, so the, and Randy references the fact that uh, Brad and Angela have been spending so much time together. They've got all yeah. these classes together in the coming year. Apparently, Brad is even considering uh, taking a modern dance class because Angela is in it. And, um, yeah, I would say that's a pretty good influence that she's having on him. Yeah. Honestly, I'd say he could probably benefit from that. Honestly, this whole episode, like, well, because, A, like, uh, this episode kind of ends with Brad and, and Jill talking and and Brad saying how excited he is to start school again because it's just even more time yeah. with Angela. Later in the episode, when we see him studying with Angela, Brad seems more academically focused than... Yes, I have comments on that. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves because we have words to exchange, a la a podcast. About oh my! It. Okay, well, yeah. Let's let's go, let's go on then. Let's let's keep it. But moving. Uh, but let's let's not skip over the point that uh, Jill catches Brad smooching on Angela, and it it kind of takes her back a little bit. Like, oh, I didn't realize they were kissing like that. I don't know. Like, I feel like. She knew they were kissing. Yeah. Why? Why is this such a, a shock to her all of a sudden? I, I mean, yeah, it's a little. Yeah, I don't know what Jill exactly expected because a, it's one of Tim's kids. Let's be honest. And b, <laughs> they're out there cuddling on a swing in daylight in full sight of her. Well, and it's just like a, they're they're going backwards in time. Cuddling, I feel like, is is less than canoodling. Okay. <laughs> the more the more syllables you add to it, the more intense the loving gets. That's that's a little secret that that they won't so tell you in health class. We're really trying to stop them from canoodling. Uh, well, that's that's what Tim is trying to talk. You have to canoodle safely. Is the is the important thing. We can't Got stop it. you from doing it. We just want you to do it the right way. You uh, need to canoodle noodles. <laughs> And I'm not going to get into other spins I could do on that word that would take us into a grosser NC-17 place. So he's out there. They're yeah. they're uh, they have gone from cuddling to canoodling and are uh, are sm- smoodling, smoochling 
each other. But it's not like it's just like a peck on the lips. Like it's not they're not like uh, you know open mouth know. kissing it, or anything. It's, it's not a heavy little petting. I don't know about open mouth, but it's more than just a peck. It's definitely like at this point, it's it's at least classic Hollywood smooching where two people push their heads together. I don't know what exactly is going on with their lips, but at least their faces are touching for at least five seconds. Landon, you must remember this. A kiss is just a kiss, okay? (laughs) A sigh is just a sigh as time goes by. Uh, So I I think let's not read too much into it. Like, whatever it is, it looks pretty... Like, yeah, it's classic Hollywood kissing, whatever. It No part of it is, like, worthy of a Boy Meets World audience whooping, like, that's sexy. (laughs) I was doing the Arsenio Hall fist (laughs) thing. Just a a montage of 90s going on in your head. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's basically it. Um, But... I, like it doesn't seem it, it's not like it's not like gross or scandalous stuff, but Jill still sees it and is very concerned by it. And uh, they come in, you know, Angela grabs her stuff and says hi to Jill and then leaves. Yeah. And Jill is sort of encouraging Brad to like maybe play the field and date yeah. other girls and like not get too committed to this one. And wouldn't that actually achieve the actual opposite of what she's trying to? She like. He, we we need to really instill a value of respect and responsibility and understanding about sex and consequences. Let's just have him go fuck around. I, that's exactly the thing. And I feel like I've seen this in some, uh, like, another movie or another show recently, like, this, the same kind of vibe where a parent trying to keep their kid from getting too far with someone says, why don't you play the field and date more people? It's like... For I, I'm just, I'm just hearing that as saying like, yeah, go be a swinger. Just go, just go out there and spread your seed all over the place. Like it, it's like, it's like they think, oh, okay, he's just gonna reset to zero and just go back to hand holding with the next person. It's like, no, maybe, maybe you'll find someone who wants to go to canoodle-oodle-oodle-oodling, and then, jeez. Uh, well, I'm glad she didn't smack him on the ass and say, "Your money, baby." Uh, <laughs> he's to just end got- the scene. He's just got these claws, you know, but he doesn't know what to do with them. And all the <laughs> sweet little babies are running around this high school. Oh, gross. What We get a transition from this scene that is unlike a transition we've seen before. And it takes a lot to surprise us in the transitions. It does. Now, did you go frame by frame like I did? No, I did not. I, I, I So I'm watching these on an old PlayStation 3. It's the only thing that'll play ah. DVDs and, and does not have very good frame by frame. So tell me what you I saw. Had- This is a straight David Fincher transition before David Fincher did it in Panic Room. Okay. We move upwards from Jill's face through, and we see in all of two or three frames, the Taylor bedroom. What? So we are transitioning. The camera, it's like a fake camera move through the house as we're moving upwards toward the sky. So we see the Taylor bedroom for half a second, and then we see a little attic that says Christmas lights on it. Wait, and then it we go, says Christmas lights? There's like a box of Christmas lights in the attic? Yeah, it says lights, uh, and it has Christmas lights hanging out of it. Um, and then we are in the sky where we're taken to um, the plane that is driving, uh, flying Al and Tim to the USS uh, Constellation. I looked away from the screen for one second to take notes, and I just, like, looked for, uh, oh, Jill's in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, and now there's a plane. I did not realize that they went into that much detail in that transition. Yes, I, I was so shocked. Bad. I was actually shocked for something that how much how what percentage of the broadcast viewership 
missed that. Well, yeah, and also because, like, even if you did see, like, this is people who can't stop and rewind, and even if they're taping <laughs> it, they're taping it on VHS, which does not have the visual I'm, fidelity to, like, catch all not that. Not going to lie. That is why I frame by framed it because I'm like, oh man, this is a Disney company. I wonder if they're little mermaiding like <laughs> dildos into the background of these transitions. <laughs> There's like a cloud of pollen that spells out sex <laughs> floating through the through the attic. Exactly. Um, yeah, a topless picture of a lady like in Rescuers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, nothing. They did leave the bedroom light on uh, in the bedroom though. Mm, so well, they like it with the lights on, I guess. Just not when they're in there. <laughs> Uh, Tim and Elle, they're on an airplane. Yes, and and they're they're flying along, and uh, you know Tim makes some comment about how smooth the flight has been, and like, oh yeah, you know, practically gonna fall asleep before we land, and then we see the plane coming in, and it's like a you know it's like a transport plane, a cargo plane. We see it come in and landing on the uh, deck of the aircraft carrier, and then they're bumping around, and like Tim and Al are both freaking out on the plane because of how bumpy the landing is. And then we cut to the next shot where yep. Tim has Tim has vomited. So the jo- yeah, so the joke is that the the flight was smooth, but then it became bumpy. So that's joke one. And then joke two, they're getting off the the plane, and Tim hands a little plastic bag full of uh, terrible contents to this navy man standing there on the on the deck, and says, "Here's a little gift from Tool Time." And it's like. Motherfucker, support our troops, dude. Don't just hand them your vomit. Like, like, look for a garbage can or throw it overboard. Who cares, right? It's the 90s. I think you could say that uh, to a lot of Tim's reactions to um, not only this episode, but how he treats most people in uh, government agencies. I suppose so. I suppose so. But, I mean, you'd think that, you'd think that at, least the, at least these people who work for the, one of the government agencies that can kill you, you know, dead— well, just a, a guest on your show. Whatever. I'm yeah. not going to get into it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, he starts speaking to uh, Captain uh, Phillips. Jenkins. Captain Jenkins. Captain Jenkins, yes. Captain Jenkins is there to greet them uh, and says, Tim, we are ready for you. Uh, and he points to a sign that says, uh, Mission accomplished. Of jet- <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, 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 no. I've got my aircraft carrier moments mixed up. <laughs> Uh, it says, beware of jet blast, propellers, and uh, they had painted over the last word, which was Tim. Yep. Yep. And uh, I have, again. What, what, what would have been the, the real last word? Uh, beware of jet blast, propellers, and, oh, man, I don't know. I guess um, uh, uh, pogs. That was what everyone was worried about in the 90s. Sharks. Sharks and pogs. They I, are out to sea. Yeah, I'm tr- I was trying to think, like, who are we at war with in the 90s? And then I was like, oh, I guess we really weren't. Like, Bosnians, I guess? But Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just, or whatever. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, Is that our new catchphrase? I'm not going to get into that, no, it. That's mine. That's mine. I, I'm going to repeat it until I uh, instill it in myself. They're introduced to Captain Lloyd Jenkins, uh, the captain of this ship, which brings us to Truman's point, which he's about to make because he has his finger up. I, well, I was looking at me as if he wants to interrupt. I was, and I, but, but, but I put my finger up instead, so I made you interrupt yourself, so that I am not the bad guy for doing I, it. I feel so manipulated. Uh, I, I was just wondering, watching this guy, is this a yeah. professional actor or is this the actual captain of this ship? And I imagine that yes. this next segment will answer that question. We have three character actors to cover. Because my my criteria was <laughs> Truman is bulking uh, at that number. Uh, my criteria was if they were just a sea captain uh, or uh, a crewman of the ship, I would not have 
uh, counted them as character actors. But yeah. all three of them have credits. Okay. So this is the first one uh, that we go through. The next character actor corner will come later in the episode. Captain Jenkins, played by a uh, little actor by the name of James Reed, with 67 credits. Whoa. He is in a film called The Initiation. It's a little slasher film. Uh, that it's a t- is, I... it, is it littler than that car earlier? How little is this slasher film? <laughs> it, even for the slasher subgenre, which is you know pretty small in terms of the horror genre, it's small for that. So I would say it's probably the equivalent of that car. <laughs> T- okay, tinier than a grain of rice. Okay. <laughs> uh, I happen to love it. I own it. I've watched it many times. Um, uh, it gives a little nice psychological twist on on it. Uh, All right. Uh, he was also in. Uh, he had a very small role, about the size of the car, uh, <laughs> and Blue Thunder, uh, the John Badham film, who he did Saturday Night Fever and War Games, mm-hmm. fittingly here, yeah. uh, starring Roy Scheider, <laughs> Warren Oates, Malcolm McDowell, and a very young Daniel Stern, mm. which was also co-written by Dan O'Brien, who wrote Alien. Yeah, yeah, okay. And uh, Return of the Living Dead. He starred, uh, James Reed starred in Eight Men Out, Beaches. Oh, okay. oh, and uh, uh, just one more thing. <laughs> he was also on Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> was he? Was he like one of the one of the main bad guys who gets flummoxed by Columbo? Is he just some? <laughs> I don't know. I did not see the episode, uh, or at least I don't think I did. Maybe I did, and uh, just didn't put the two together. After Home Improvement, he starred on two episodes of Star Trek Voyager. He starred in the movies. Legally Blonde 1 and 2. Really? Not another teen movie with a very young Chris Evans. Wow. Uh, and an episode of Becker. <laughs> ah, the Ted Danson connection. All right. It all, it all fits. So here are your clues as we play Was He on ER? I'm ready. He was on a Cheers episode <gasps> in season one called Friends, Romans, and Accountants about Norm's failed workplace party. Okay, okay. Oh, I remember this one. Okay, okay. He was not on Frasier. He appeared on both CSI and NCIS. Okay. And most recently, he's still working. Uh, He has a uh, 116-episode run on Days of Our Lives. Whoa. I'm so happy for him that he's working so regularly. That's I'm just genuinely, like, props (laughs) to this man. A 21-gun salute. James Reed, was he on ER? I'm going to say that James Reed was not on ER. You are right. Oh, huzzah, because... The tulipas aren't uh, on the table anyway because we didn't get the title, but... I, I What's your reasoning? For my own, you know, for my own sake, I, I like to do yeah. well at things, even if it's not for chalupas. <laughs> um... I my reasoning my reasoning there was that like yeah CSI NCIS but those are kind of later shows like the biggest mm-hmm. indicator for me is NYPD Blue and if the biggest so if you okay like if I'll I add that to my list of clues for future uh, uh, whether or not he was on NYPD Blue yeah and also if Becker is the only thing you're mentioning that he's on from that rough time period I don't feel like that I don't feel like those are the same casting directors who are doing ER so that's my <laughs> that's my vibe okay although right. I will go back and rewatch uh, the uh, the Cheers episode where he is one of Norm's work friends. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Uh, well, that's a season one episode, so I don't want to start you down the rabbit hole of just watching Cheers over again. Why wouldn't you want to start me down that rabbit hole, Landon? <laughs> I kind of—I've never really left that rabbit hole. I have Cheers action figures in my house. 
Um, okay, so we, we step away from Character Actor Corner, uh, the first of three, back onto the USS Constellation, where Captain Jenkins is showing Tim and Al around. Um, takes them to uh, a, a hangar of sorts and says, uh, you know, we have our own post office, our own hospital. We serve up to 18,000 meals a day. Yeah. And, uh, but now that Al's here, make it 19,000. And from that, we just cut right to the next scene. That's all we need. We did a joke. Let's go. <laughs> I should also point out, they're filming, like, they're doing all this all for tool time on location. Yeah. So they've got, yeah. like, the, you know, Heidi's there and they're being filmed. Yeah, the, they've started the episode. Uh, they are now in the command center. Yes. And um, Tim is... Uh, uh, Looking at all the bits and bobs and computer screens, it, and uh, it's like a dark, uh, it's like a dark room full of sailors sitting at like computer keyboards typing. Like they're even kind of talking in whispers when they're in there because of how important yeah. this place is. Uh, are they speaking to the submarines? Uh, yeah, they're speaking to the whales, actually. <laughs> Singing to I them. I didn't know, didn't know whales were into ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> they they actually. Well, I feel like I feel like the whale music CDs that you could buy at like uh, at, at uh, you know health food stores. I feel like that was the original <laughs> ASMR. It's like you put it on whale you know, SMR. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, makes you, nothing. Nothing makes you vibe quite like just floating under sea and occasionally eating ten thousand fish in in one meal. Um, but yeah, so Tim starts messing around with one of the keyboards, and uh, you know, he goes, "Oh, I've seen." Uh, he, apropos of nothing, nobody is having a problem here, and Tim just says, "Oh, I've seen one of these." You know, usually at my house, you just need to move the cursor like this. No one was having a problem. Yeah, everything uh, was fine. And uh, in doing so, he um, uh, fucks around and basically declares war on Finland. Yes, yeah, yeah. And Al's immediate response: Al has previously told. Uh, <laughs> Al has previously told the captain that he was in the Seabees, you know, yeah. because he has this knowledge of naval technology. And as soon as the captain says, yeah, Tim, you just declared war on Finland, Al just steps up next to him and says, I'm ready to serve, sir, and he salutes. <laughs> One of the best moments of the episode. Uh, also, um, and, well, yeah. also, just, just uh, the United States declaring war on Finland for no reason. I'm just saying, in the world that we live in, it wouldn't surprise me if Tim Taylor were named Secretary of Defense for a brief period of time and that that would happen. I'm not going to get yeah, into yeah. it, though. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> you already got into it, and now but we're I'm, there. I'm not going to get I'm going to break this open. I'm breaking this one open. Uh, he declares war on Finland. The guy says, uh, Captain Jenkins says, don't worry about it. We've deactivated the weapons. Um, so, two things. One, does Finland know that? <laughs> And two, why have Tim aboard your ship if the precautions you have to take are to deactivate weapons? <laughs> the, the United States was at a strategic loss the entire time that Tim was aboard this boat. Like, like yes, yeah, like there, so many, so, so many uh, world police actions were not taken. So many revolutions happened, and, and whatever, because the U.S. was not able to threaten to nuke people for this like two days that Tim was aboard this boat. Oh my God! I would also, uh, I would also say, in, insofar as Finland, my impression impression of of finland and i'm not just saying this as a person of finnish descent uh when that movie when that movie uh hostile the eli roth movie i know you have no opinions about him uh came out the the government of slovakia or slovenia whichever country the movie is set in they were very angry about it it depicted the country and the people of 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 you know the country in a very bad light and they're making all these press releases about how, how offensive this movie was 
And one of the characters in Hostel is a Finnish guy who's just a huge stoner party bro who's just kind of goofy, stupid comic relief. He's just eating and smoking weed the whole time. But I specifically remember this. The government of Finland, like, you know, Slovakia, Slovenia was making all of these statements and condemning the movie. The government of Finland put out a statement like, we don't really have a problem with how the Finnish guy represented us. We're cool like that. Like, they specifically just said, like, yeah, we love the movie. We don't care. So Wait, Were they subtweeting Slovakia? I think I think they kind of were. But, like, even before Twitter existed, this was, like, 2004 or something. They were just, just like, yeah, well, we're not all uptight. Probably because we have a lot more money. <laughs> What's up with those guys? Yeah. It's up their ass. Oh, don't go on a trip there. Come to Finland, y'all. Um, so, I don't know. I'm just saying that if, if the United States declared war on Finland as a goof. I feel like Finland yeah. has the vibes. Just be like, yeah, whatever, easy come, easy go. You guys would probably win anyway. <laughs> Who cares? Um, we get a plane transition to yes. uh, back home. Brad and Angela are in the kitchen uh, studying Spanish, and Brad keeps correcting her. I have questions. I have this questions is, too. Bringing bringing back your point about Brad being more studious here. Yes. Well, yeah, like, all of a sudden, like, Br- Brad has a better mastery of Spanish than I thought. I always assumed that Angela was smarter than Brad, but then he's Likewise. correcting her on her Spanish in a bunch of places. It's cause it's a, uh, well, I, I want to point a few things out here, but okay. go ahead. Well, no, but it's just a lot of, like, donde esta la biblioteca, you know? Oh, el, el biblioteca es between, you know, X and Y. Oh, it sounds like you just said the library is between City Hall and the meatballs, you know, and, like... Yeah, okay, so, uh, between the church and the meatballs. Yes. Now... He knows church. He got church, and so does Angela. They got that right. It wasn't meatballs, though. I I could not decipher what she was saying. So this is my point. I've been studying Spanish. I've been learning Spanish for about two years now. See, Not – and I I don't even feel confident speaking it. Okay, last time. (laughs) How does a sophomore in high school know the word for city hall? I well, I mean, but if you think about the shit that they teach you in a um, if the shit that they teach you in a high school Spanish class, I mean, it's it's a lot of like train schedules, municipal yeah, buildings. That's, well, that's what I'm learning as well, but I haven't come across uh, Ayuntamiento, which is city hall, uh, and I also had to look up. Like this is telling me that there are so, maybe schooling has just fallen so far <laughs> since the 90s <laughs> but i actually had to look up uh meatball which does not exist in a direct tra- translation to spanish bolsas um, de carne it is uh, uh pelota de carne oh okay okay see see all right <laughs> I, so yeah i mean it's like so he's sh- correcting her but he's not even right yeah he's correcting her so he's he's mansplaining or spansplaining uh to her but he doesn't even actually have his uh, have his facts <laughs> He is ombre explaining to uh, to her, and he doesn't. Yeah, just like. And then he he goes. He he corrects her and says, uh, "I think you said you want to go look up the definition of gallbladder." Yeah, uh, in the dictionary, and it's like, how does he know what the word gallbladder is? Like, yeah, what are they learning? Like that's not sophomore level. Uh, Spanish. Unless unless he's taking some kind of accelerated Spanish class for pe- for Americans who want to go to Mexico and be quack doctors and like get a medical <laughs> license in Tijuana or something. <laughs> right, right. Well, he could be. <laughs> and and also, so uh, some other points. At one point, she suggests, "Well, why don't we ask your mom? She speaks Spanish." I missed that Jill speaks Spanish. Uh, I mean, <laughs> when did this happen? I don't, I, I 
I'm I'm not too surprised by that because the show uh, doesn't seem to want to highlight uh, Jill's um, uh, knowledge and attributes and, and Jill's skills, if you will, and skills. Jill's skills. There yes, you go. that's a that that now the, apt apt way to put it. That's another podcast. Um, but that <laughs> and then also that that you know this is where they get into trouble is that Angela suggests you know, well Brad says she's you know mom's not home right now. Also, you feel like they would have known that they're already in the house, like boyfriend yeah. and girlfriend in the house. They'd know that Jill wasn't home. I mean, come on, people. But then also, he says, "Let's." She's not home. Let's go upstairs and check the dictionary on the computer. And I just kind of love the like, oh, '90s. But there's a computer in the nook next to the front door. So I think Angela has something on her mind. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that Angela has it on her mind and not like it's like Brad is just like I just want to study my Spanish and this woman you know in, seduced me. <laughs> Plausible deniability. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But they, cut to yeah. But yeah. But you so have it's just else for that scene. But no, it's just like you know. Uh, let's check the dictionary on your computer. Oh man, it sounds like you said you know in Spanish. It sounds like you said check the dictionary on your gallbladder. And they just go upstairs and we just like we've been in this scene for like. 10 to Two 15 seconds. seconds. It is very brief. <laughs> None of these jokes land. We get a few land. of those, actually. Yeah. This, yeah, and get ready for a whole slew of jokes oh. not landing because yes. uh, uh, and, uh, what's the terminology for airplane pilot coming in for a landing? I don't know. Coming in hot? I don't know. That, well, <laughs> look, look, Coming in hot, we're, the scene slides into the next uh, USS Constellation. We are, we are on an aircraft carrier and none of these jokes are landing. It is a bloodbath out there. They're all just <laughs> bouncing off and going into the water <laughs> tim uh is now in some sort of uh compartment with a bunch of bits and knobs and uh says what do you do if you turn this one on and it turns on the cleaning system for the decks well it's the fire suppression system so it's like the fire suppression okay. so it's like fire retardant foam and and like al has we've just seen that al is out on the flight deck doing god knows what out there Tim pushes this button, and then we just cut to stock footage of the entire decks of the ship being coated in foam, and we just hear Al in voiceover going like, "No, Tim, no." <laughs> <laughs> uh, which Al is funny. The Tim just fucking with a knob isn't really. Um, yeah. Mo- then we get of, to much of this episode. Really, is just Tim saying, "What does this button do? Don't touch that <laughs> button, Tim." Boop. Like that's four or five different jokes. Uh, even even the cold open. Don't touch the the Denzel microcar, Tim. Yeah. Boop. Crunch. crunch. Um, In stereo, folks. We both did the sound <laughs> effects at the same time. Tim, uh, cut to a scene that's even shorter than the Brad and Angela scene. Uh, Tim walks down one of the uh, the lower decks and conks his head on a pipe. And and then, like, the captain says, like, well, you should watch your head here, just like in the basement. And all of a sudden, it's like, wait, do you, are you a fan of Tool Time? And so you've seen the episodes <laughs> from the basement where he conks his head? Or do you, like, live in there? Are you parasiting their house? How do you know this? <laughs> That's a movie we need to see is Captain Jenkins just hiding in that uh, the furnace. I mean, where else are they going to get jet fuel? <laughs> I, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, that's – honestly, it makes sense that the, the military buys jet fuel in bulk from Tim's gar- – or from Tim's basement. Um, Tim is by the diesel engine, and now he's uh, talking about um, – the the pistons and the that it's a generator it's a diesel engine it's a backup generator rawr, 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 rawr. yeah i don't think he actually grunts there though oh uh, oh we'll, we'll... oh he do he grunts quite oh. a lot oh yeah that changes my grunt count guess then oh well good i'm glad i can keep you on the right track with that uh, shit. 
Okay. Um, but you're not going to get into it. Al comes in all sudsy yep. and says, did you start the segment without me? Yeah, and Tim goes, yeah, I'm sorry to burst your bubble there, Al. It th- This scene Oof. is really funny to me. I mean, just in, again, and it's just because of Richard Karn. Because, like, yeah. Tim is talking and talking, and Al just walks in covered in suds and is just glaring at him. And it's very great Richard Karn slow burn anger. Like, none of, none of Tim's bit is funny, but just Al yeah. being angry and conveying that wordlessly covered in, <laughs> in foam is, is good. I like it. Uh, and we get a bubble transition here to uh, still on the USS Constitution. It's it's rare we get a transition within the same scene. Yes. But uh, we do. And Tim is uh, now talking about, uh, with the Captain Jenkins, about setting up the next shot. They're on um, some sort of balcony. Yeah, on the back of and the boat. They've got this huge jet engine there that they want to test fire, and they're talking about how they're going to set that up. Right, right, right. And uh, Captain Jenkins is like, oh, well, uh, I actually can't uh, talk about that right now. Um, I am busy with a baby shower. Yes, because they're throwing one for Heidi, who, lest we forget, has come along with them to the to the ship. And it's like all the all the guys down in the mess hall are throwing Heidi a, a baby shower for a couple hours. So the captain just runs off to go join the baby shower. <laughs> and Tim and Al just... I, I like somewhere in the background of this episode, there's a, a story going on with Captain Jenkins, who has agreed to be on tool time and lead Tim around and... And show him the ropes of, of the thing. And he loses interest at some point and just goes, how do I ditch Tim? And this is the point. This scene that we just saw is the point where he's like, there is no way for me to get rid of Tim. So I am just going to blatantly turn my back to him and go do the other thing I want to be doing instead. Tim, I, I have been keeping close watch on Tim. And in that time, he has pushed four different buttons, nearly started a war. You know what? I think I'm just going to leave him unsupervised. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> That's a good point. He's got, he's got Al here, the guy who he never listens to. I'm sure he'll keep him straight. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, and so then we're back uh, back at home back where home. Yep. Uh, Brad and Angela are upstairs. Um, uh, they're they're can- canoodling uh, on the bed, and it gets more intense when they go from a sitting position to a lying down and like kissing position. Which uh, yeah, which is uh, you know it's intense. <laughs> I mean everybody's clo- in- everybody's clothes are a- on. <laughs> it's uh, yeah okay. Um, what you're not, not going to get intense. into it? No, I was going to say it's not intense. It's indoors. Because um, intense, you'd have to be camping. That, that's uh, that's this is a very good point, Landon. I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad that you made that observation. I wasn't going to, and you 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 indicated you wanted me to go back. I, w- there with I wish that you had eyes. I wish you hadn't. Uh, I wish you hadn't gone into it. It being a tent. That's that's all I'm saying. You should have stayed out of it. Um, Jill comes home. Yes. Uh, and immediately starts doing laundry. Yep. No, no, not now. I was going to tie this back to a point earlier in the episode that we were talking about, about Jill and something about, uh, something with her. Um, Well, the fact that she is like the fact that she is either at school or buying school supplies for everybody. And this, this. Uh, shows that you know in full. She when she's not doing school, she doesn't. She comes home. Her sc- uh, class has been canceled. She doesn't just chill out and be able to use that time for herself. She immediately has to start doing laundry. Yeah. Um. So you know, I guess good for her, but also that uh, sucks for her. Uh. Yeah. Good for but, her being but, responsible. Bad for her that like no one like no one else is going to do that for her. Yeah, no right. one is picking up the slack. 
but I guess the story needs a device to get her to walk in on Brad and Angela, so that's what this is. Yes, and, spoiler um, alert. She goes upstairs. Uh, opens the door, and uh, we see... Is this the first time we see the hallway? I, you know what? I think it was because we get this shot of it's al- it's set up almost like a horror movie because it's like Jill. Come, we've seen them upstairs. <laughs> and we see Jill come home. Jill gets the laundry basket. She's going upstairs. Like the and the soundtrack's just kind of like tick, 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 tick. <laughs> first person camera from Jill's perspective yeah. as she's but she's going up – yeah, she goes up the stairs, and then we're, like, following her down this hallway. And at any moment, you're expecting, like, she, one of the doors is going to open and someone with a knife jumps out. Um, <laughs> but instead, yeah, we we've, I think it's the first time we see this hallway leading to the bedrooms. Yeah. And she opens the door to Brad's room and, uh, and uh, oh, dang. Oh, dang. Uh, Brad and Angela – stand up immediately angela freaks out and runs away she uh grabbing her bag she like like oh hi mrs taylor your hair looks great okay bye and like grabs her stuff and runs out the door <laughs> jill is furious mm-hmm. uh you could tell by her wordless uh uh demeanor D- I, yeah i mean her word <laughs> I, I i hit the deflate energy button sorry ah uh, that's that's good that's good that's the yeah it's like the same thing that sprays out the foam in case your apartment catches exactly. on fire yep but yeah like she she gives well okay you know what she does she gives brad the look basically oh yeah you're right you're right and asks brad you know what do you have to say for yourself and brad goes well your hair does look mighty good right now and he starts to leave and she says well it doesn't it, they aren't lying there i no. i actually enjoy uh it seems like Jill's hair changes every season. Yeah. And um, and unlike, I don't want to comment on that beyond saying it looks good. Yeah, you're not going to get into it. But like, uh, unlike Brad's <laughs> hair, uh, when her hair changes, it's usually for the better. Uh, but <laughs> Yes. You know, she says, what were you doing with a girl in your bedroom? And he says, nothing. And she says, it didn't look like nothing, which is just like yeah. the default line that a parent throws out. And that, like, yeah. it, it just, it's second nature because it didn't look like nothing. But she's just... And they, it wasn't nothing. No, it was certainly, it was, yeah, we discussed it. It was, it was nothing. Like, it was, uh, there were a lot of syllables in that. But they, she she's upset at Brad <laughs> Because he's not water come out my nose. Oh, Sorry. oh God! Oh, that's I've, the you should have, you know, the water should have looked at your nose and said, "I'm not going to get into it." Um, <laughs> but she's upset at Brad because uh, he, she tells him, "You know, you're not allowed to have a girl in your room alone." And yeah, and you know, and, okay. So that I, yeah. I want to just stop for a second. Just crack and slow it open. This down. Yeah, yeah. The slow jam this thing. Yeah. Um. Mm. At, at first, I was like, mm. a lot of this. <laughs> Okay, that doesn't actually... That, that, yeah, given what we're well. talking about, that's a little yeah. too sexy. I'm sorry. My energy is... Yeah. A lot of this didn't gel for me because, as we mentioned earlier, I feel like Jill was already aware that Brad was making out, kissing, and, and at that age. Mm-hmm. Um, this clarified it for me, that what she was upset about was that he broke a promise, uh, a rule of the house that you're not allowed to have a girl in your room when nobody's over. Yeah. And that that made the whole situation make sense to me of like, oh, okay, I can see why she's mad. I can see why that rule's in place. I can see why the stakes are what they are for her now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. So thank it, you for coming on this journey with me. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I it was it's a veritable Lord of the Rings. I feel like I've I've grown as a person. Well, no, I mean, I was at first I was like, okay, Jill, you're being out of hand about this. It's just like they were mm-hmm. at the house alone. What did you think? I, it does make sense though. It's in violation <laughs> yeah. of a of a house rule. But at the same time, like 
I mean, did you not know that she was over? Like, what did you think? Also, you already saw the ma- I I don't know. Like, again, I get why she's mad, but also she seems. Well, we've had episodes about, um, you know, them instilling trust in the kids and that they trust them to do this. You know, I feel like we've had episodes like that in the past. So I can understand them coming to an agreement of like, okay, she can come over. You guys can study, but you have to stay, you know in the dining area you have to stay downstairs they can't go upstairs no one else but her can be here um you know you know setting ground rules which i think is to some degree healthy no i i suppose it is i suppose it is healthy i'm just also i if i were jill and this is brad who's already thrown a big raucous halloween party at the house with his friend senator uh, jason it was senator jason it was the... yeah but brad was you know, it didn't happen without Brad's acquiescence. I'm just saying, <laughs> if I were Jill, like, Jill seems so shocked and blown out of the water by this. And if it were me, I'd, I would still be mad at him for breaking the no girls in the bedroom rule. But I also would would be like, okay, I was wondering when this was going to happen. I'm still mad. I don't know. So this is just me telling this fake woman how to parent based on my experience as a childless man. Um, a childless man, yeah, yeah, um, and I think that's the thing is like uh, it's it just comes as a shock, and the way that the scene ends, like I was able to finally kind of understand Jill's. I guess you can describe it as you know irrational or overreaction to the situation, which is uh, when Brad finally gets defensive and walks off. He says, "What do you think? I'm going to talk to you about my sex life." <laughs> uh, the and the audience kind of goes like, "What?" Like the, it's and so does Jill. She her she goes slackjaw for a second, just goes sex life. Yeah, to herself. It, honestly, though, as someone who has dedicated a fair amount of time to watching and discussing this family over these past few years, hearing the word sex life come out of Brad's mouth <laughs> was a bit of a shock. Those, those, yeah. those are words yeah. that you hear on Cheers, not on Home Improvement. So it was a it was a surprise. Uh, I I'm not gonna lie, I did like. This is going to sound, I don't know, probably super lame. I'm not sure. But there was a moment, I don't know if it was in this scene or some point in this episode, where I did start to feel like I have kind of adopted the characters of this show as my own family. Yeah. Like, that finally happened to me. I I think, honestly, that that we were both talking about how this episode wasn't great, but was just kind of comforting. I think that's family, dog. I think that's just that we have, like, we've, we, like, this show, (laughs) in in effect, though, this is exactly what this show and, indeed, every family sitcom tries to do, which is that they establish a level of familiarity that these people feel like your own family. I think it finally worked on us. Us who tried to come into this with the most critical and unbiased eye. (laughs) Well, we love them. I mean, sometimes we are the most critical of our our family members. That is very true. That is very true. Yeah. We get a – okay. uh, We got another transition. Yes. I want to just – this is the last transition I really want to point out. Okay. Which is we get a Birds and the Bee educational film transition. Binford. Sponsored by Binford. Binford Educational <laughs> Film. I want to watch that movie so bad. I want Binford to tell me about like how a woman's period works because they will probably get so much stuff wrong. It's it's probably verbatim the end scene of this episode. <laughs> so um, that was just a strange transition, but uh, uh, I loved it all the same. I, I'm sorry. I will say just very quickly, in one of yeah. my high school sex ed classes taught by one of the football coaches, so you can get an idea of how good this class was. It's always the physical ed teacher. Oh, yeah. So was mine so yeah. was mine Ms. it's Park. always just like okay you just read from a textbook and and the grading is very simple so you can get out there yeah. and coach the offensive line but he you know he's going through and he's explaining the male reproductive system and he gets to the penis he just says and the penis is uh it's the tool you know 
and um, just like because like the tool that you use to make the pregnancy happen, and just that I I lost my shit laughing, and my best friend and I lost our shit laughing, and he specifically singled us out and told us we had to be more mature. Him who just called the penis the tool. <laughs> I'm just saying. It sounds like your life has led you to this moment of 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 this of like talking about a Binford home improvement uh, uh, sex talk video or just yes, hosting. Yeah, spot. yeah, no, everything, all all of the above, all of the. I was. It's as though. <laughs> I don't believe in fate, but <laughs> it's as though I, you know how like in in movies there's like the kid who's been trained from birth to be a perfect super assassin. I was trained yeah. to be a snarky co-host of a home improvement podcast <laughs> from day one. Um, anyway, we we, uh, we get that uh, transition to the USS Constellation where uh, Tim has found the throttle. Um, say, hey, hello. He he. Uh, uh, okay. Oh, one thing I forgot to point out because Heidi disappeared pretty quickly. Uh, unfortunately, they're treating her the same that they always have, which is like she's there um, and pregnant. Why? It seems like there would have been the perfect pairing between Heidi's pregnancy and Brad's storyline that they could have brought that together for the main point. Yes. Yes. They left. They left so much story on the table that, like the a better version of this. A, probably would not have involved the aircraft carrier at all. B, would have involved, like, Heidi sitting down, like, Heidi and Brad winding up talking about the birds and the bees together, both seen through the lens of Heidi now being pregnant and how that happened, but then also the fact that Brad has had a longstanding crush on Heidi, and now Heidi is entering this new phase of womanhood as Brad enters this new phase of manhood, and how that, I mean... I don't know. I'm just back of the envelope here, but I feel like that could have been a pretty, pretty compelling uh, on-screen moment. But no, we had to watch Al get covered in foam, <laughs> which wasn't the worst part of this. But um, anyway, Tim finds the throttle, and uh, the <laughs> Captain Jenkins tells him, "Let's definitely don't touch that one uh, because that, that method has worked so far. <laughs> this is the thr- and also he tells him this throttle uh, active. This throttle activates that super powerful jet engine, the most powerful." engine on the on the ship you're not allowed to touch it and tim just does a single grunt just goes like that which i i thought was was very funny as i recorded it that was uh, i feel like a whole new different grunt for him usually it's excitement usually it's confusion this is indignation yeah and 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 it didn't come as part of a cluster it was just a just a solitary and just him frustrated like <laughs> I I, w- I want to push the throttle. Um, uh, yeah. Then we get something that I wasn't expecting: a cell phone. Yes, <laughs> yes. Tim gets a phone call uh, out of the blue. Pulls Al. it out of his pocket. Al gets a cell phone call. Oh, was it Al? Oh, it's I Al. That part. But it's Jill calling Al's cell phone, asking to talk to Tim. Okay. <laughs> they share a phone. I don't know. Uh, and uh, it seems like well. It seems like Jill's overreacting in this action a little bit in that Tim's at work. <laughs> you, you don't have to call him at work to have this conversation. Like, Brad's not going to have sex in two seconds. <laughs> you can wait till Tim checks in with you at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but whatever. We need to move the story forward. Uh, like, we need to move this episode forward. Like calls him, and Tim moves the aircraft carrier forward in just a second when I step on your bit. <laughs> <laughs> and the bit is explaining the scene, which is 
Tim touches the throttle. <laughs> what, well, like, she says, you know, like, J- Jill, what's going on? I think, you know, I think Brad's having sex. And Tim just, like, freaks it. And it's not even like he falls back. It's just he whirls around and, like, grabs the throttle and push it and goes, sex! And then... <laughs> uh, I think it was probably uh, uh excuse to actually touch the throttle. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, he, he, <laughs> he knew exactly what he was doing. It yes. was just plausible deniability. But, and then we get a shot of the boat flying uh, as a, a uh, skimming across the water as a big phallic symbol. Um, <laughs> the, all of the, there's like shots of all the sailors that we've seen in every other location on the boat, like falling over backwards and the camera tilting because <laughs> the boat is now going so fast. Uh, act two. Uh, back <laughs> home. Mark comes home. Flip, flip uh, the tape over now. <laughs> insert VHS tape two. Uh, Mark comes downstairs yes. uh, in a pizza shirt that I want. Um, he got it off a tree. He, oh, mm. good callback. He uh, he grabs his backpack, heads out the door uh, while Jill Jill's saying goodbye to all the boys, basically. Yeah. Mark is unquestioned. Yes. Brad comes down uh, and she says, uh, you're grounded. Don't forget, you're going to be back here yeah. right after school. He's 306, like, I know. Yeah. 3.06 p.m. That seems very specific. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Do you think that's... His estimation or Jill's demand? Maybe it's like, Jill's demand. Like not not three oh seven, not three oh five, three oh six. If you get home early, you're double grounded. If you get home late, <laughs> also grounded. Because I know you're skipping school. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. Um, I just love that they then, live uh, six minutes away from school. That's that's the location, <laughs> location, location. Then uh, Randy picks up his bag. He's about to head out the door. Jill grills him as well. He says, uh, "I'm going to be a little late. I'm going to my friend Dave's house. Who's David?" Uh, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know who David is. He's not stinky. The, the, actually, oh, okay. I forgot. That's not a quote of Jill's. That's a quote of mine in my notes, oh. which was, that's the moment that I felt protective of the kids. Oh, because you want to know who as David soon is. As, as soon as Randy said he's going to go over to David's house, I'm like, well, who's David? Who's, who's this David guy? <laughs> I haven't met his parents. Do they both work? Are there guns in the house? <laughs> That's that is the exact moment where I was like, "Oh, I'm more invested in these kids than I thought I was." This is this is what fatherhood is, Landon. We now we have kids. We have kids together. These three kids. Uh, so, but Jill does grill him and say, uh, "Estimated estimated time of return? I don't know, five thirty p.m." Yeah. Uh, reason for visit: gambling and devil worship. <laughs> I thought he said game boying and devil worship, but gambling and and devil worship is much funnier. Uh, I think that was my my favorite line of the episode. Yeah, JTT um, as usual. Yeah, then he he uh, basically tells Jill, "Hey, you're taking this thing a little too far. You know, I haven't even had a girl in my room yet." Yeah, and she says, "Yet," <laughs> and he's like, ah, "Gotta go." The JTT theme. Thank you, everybody. See you next week. But so then Tim Tim gets home and Tim comes home. Yeah, I want to I want to point out here too. There's a lovely little moment that didn't need to be here where they just – before they go into anything with the story regarding the conversation about Brad, they just have this nice moment of, oh, I haven't seen you in a few days. And they have this, like, longer embrace. Yeah. It's not commented upon. It was just, like, a nice little thing. Yeah, it's just sweet to see some just general basic affection that is not Tim wanting to go fuck. But just like, hey, I love my <laughs> wife. I'm happy to yeah. see you again. Yeah, it, it was good. It was a sweet moment. Yeah. It was real business. 
<laughs> like business in terms of acting, like you know, business in the scene. It's a little inside. Yeah. It was a little uh, industry talk, Landon. I don't know. Like you live in Wisconsin now. I don't know if you know. That's what we're all saying out here. Well, we go from real business to risky business Ooh. as they do talk dun, about dun, Brad. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Brad slides out in his boxer shorts. Yeah, but you just went to school. How did you oh. do this, Brad? Grounded <laughs> again. Grounded. Uh, anyway, they start to uh, have the conversation, and Tim doesn't want to be involved in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's saying, you know, you need to teach him maturity, responsibility, safety. It, and Tim calls calls himself out. He's like, hmm, maturity, responsibility, safety. Are you sure I'm the right person for this? <laughs> it was it was like one of Tim's only moments of self awareness in the entire yeah. series, but I, I I liked it quite a lot. And it's and Jill's whole argument is like I tried to talk to Brad about these things. He won't listen to me. You're his father. You're both guys. You have to do. And like Tim is very reluctant, but yeah, she she but, insists. So uh, getting into uh, well, the transition here, um, but before we get to that, this is where like I wish the USS Constellation stuff wasn't in this episode because like i want to see more of what jill's arc was with this whole thing yes uh because basically at this moment jill disappears from the episode yep i get no resolution over how does she feel about where it goes how you know brad's understanding of it by the end of this episode her coming to terms with it by the end of this episode maybe that's something we'll see play out maybe over future episodes i'm not sure but um, I do feel like there's a, a missed opportunity for really lame jokes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not not a missed opportunity for lame jokes in sacrifice of lame jokes. Yeah, I know. We 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 sacrificed like kind of deep like actual like actual family sitcom stuff, like actual day to day family life in service of lame jokes on an aircraft carrier. I realize my common complaint in season one was like, oh, they're just hanging out around the house. Why aren't they doing more with the TV show? And now now my complaint is they're doing too much with the TV show at the expense of actual family stuff. Does that, does that, is that indicative of my growth as a person and as a TV viewer that I want deeper character-based episodes or did the show do me wrong? I don't know. A little, little of both. Hmm. Um, We get a Benford uh, manual, Yes. Transition. Um, shocking, because uh, the whole basis is that men don't need instructions. Well, it's for, it's for the moms. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, they so, read so, the she, instructions. so Jill is going off to read the Binford uh, instruction manual while oh. Tim is just winging it. Yes. And, and wing it he does. Because, you know, l- later on, Brad comes home, Tim is downstairs, mm-hmm. and Brad says, Hey, Dad, do we still have a Navy? And he says, Well, you do, but I doubt they defend me at this point, which... <laughs> Another good self-dunk. Respect, respect. Um, so, yeah, and then Tim tries to kind of, like, catch up with Brad to talk about sex, but, you know, Brad clearly doesn't want to, and Tim clearly doesn't want to, so it's kind of like, oh, Is there anything you want to talk about, Brad? No, I'm good. I, anything at all? Because I'm here. You can call me anytime, day or night. No, I'm good. Okay, well, if you've got any questions, just holler. Okay, Dad. And then he runs off upstairs, and Tim goes, oh, well, that was easy. <laughs> and I thought that, that we were going to continue in that direction, but then he goes outside, and we have our Wilson scene. Yes. Um, Wilson is checking his yams, which – didn't we have that before? I, it seemed so familiar I wouldn't put it past them to have just done the joke, forgotten it, and then not checked when they were writing it this time. If not, then he at least was squeezing his coconuts at one point, oh. or he was shaking his acorns, or <laughs> brushing I'm, his his pine cones. R- rustling his jimmies. Yeah, it's like, there's <laughs> there's so many... 
like there's been like certainly the the joke format of uh, you know, Wilson, what are you doing? And it's something where he's like playing with two objects. And in <laughs> saying that, Tim is like, oh, I'll leave you alone. Like, he's alluded to I touching do, his balls a lot. Let's just call I it. I do want to point out a really subtle uh, uh, joke. I don't know if it was Earl Hinman or the, the director or producer who it was, but um, Earl Hinman holds the yams throughout the scene in a way over his hands kind of hanging over the fence holding these yams. That really looks like it's a dick and balls. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Okay. So in in the like they didn't when we when we zoomed up through the the upstairs there weren't any like secret Disney dildos or anything. Instead, they <laughs> hid it in here. They had a phallic. Uh, they had a phallic it was yam in front of our face the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, this is back back before eggplants were the symbol yeah. for for dicks. It was yams. <laughs> uh, but anyway, getting back to the point. Tim walks outside and uh, makes some convoluted uh, uh, transition to his own problems and say, well, I just had the, the sex talk with with, uh, with Brad, and, man, I really fucked it up. Well, it, it's funny because at first you're saying, like, yeah, yeah, we covered it. You know, he's, like, talking like he did it great, you know, did it well. And, and Brad – or Wilson is saying, oh, wow, I, I'm impressed you're able to, you know, you, that you guys could talk that openly. He says, I'm impressed you could speak so openly to Brad about – you know, and then Tim starts giggling like a little kid and goes, sucks. <laughs> but um, it, Tim, Tim goes, yeah, the whole thing was over in a couple seconds. And Wilson goes, seconds, Tim? And Tim goes, oh, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I told him to holler if he had any questions, you know, totally avoided discussing the issue, didn't get into any detail, and I completely blew the whole thing. And that was another. <laughs> that, like, was, that was, that was shocking to me. Yeah, I really liked yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I want to mention this in terms of uh, family sitcoms where – uh, this was common, I think, for the especially mid '90s uh, family sitcoms, as opposed to like your um, your NBC singles sitcoms, mm-hmm. where you had to allude to things. Like you could say saying sex itself was a little scandalous. Mm. Yeah, because uh, I remember watching Friends, and um, Phoebe said penis once, and I turned bright red <laughs> and steam Watching shot out of my your ears <laughs> just embarrassed that they were able to say the word penis on on air but it goes to what happens in the rest of this episode where the whole point of what we're getting to here is safe sex mm-hmm. right and they can't say condom they can't say you know protection they have to allude to it in all of these weird and sideways ways which uh, then, well, let's finish the the Wilson scene first, and we'll get to the kind of very strained metaphors that Tim uses, and, in and then we'll get into it. Yes, um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you know, basically, Wilson just tells Tim, "Look, you need to just you know be yourself, speak from your heart and your guts." Uh, you know, which is what he learned from Hubert Humphrey, his old uh, pinochle partner. Um, no, oh, okay. I, I wanted to point out Hu- Hubert Humphrey is this. <laughs> The, the, the one who former ran for president? vice president, uh, the the yeah, the one that ran against Kennedy for for president in the primaries. I'm pr- I'm pretty and, sure. And if so, nothing about Wilson's story has anything to do with it being the Hubert Humphrey. True. So why is it Hubert Humphrey being mentioned here? I I don't yeah I don't know why they had and like also out of like why would Hubert Humphrey like he's not is he. 
like, listen, even as someone who is both very into politics and very into U.S. history and U.S. electoral history, I'm not really aware of Hubert Humphrey's deal being speaking from your heart and your guts. Like, I know, that's why I was so kind of confused by it. There was no one else he could have, like, re- referred to. <laughs> I, I it, it was, feel like he just improvised that yeah. on the day. But uh, Yeah, it was a l- less a criticism, more just like a, uh, what? <laughs> what? Uh... But uh, so Tim's going inside and says, you're a good friend, Wilson. And Wilson goes, I am what I am. Jokes. The, the, I, I feel like they... I was not on board with that they, one. But, I, I uh, think they reverse engineered the whole scene from, uh, he, he should say, I am what I am. Um, which yeah. would be funny if that was a joke that Hubert Humphrey made. Or would be funny if uh, Wilson ate a can of spinach and then his muscles got really big and had... But, well... <laughs> Popeye is a sailor man, and there were some sailors in this episode. Oh. Yeah, you see, it all it all comes it comes back together, and um, and Angela, I guess, is olive oil in this case. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of mixing metaphors, uh, Tim goes back inside oh. and finds Brad, um, and starts to try to have the conversation with him. And he gets an idea. He's like. Come come work on the hot rod with me for a second. Good, and, uh, good idea. Brad, Brad follows him in there. Yeah. And, uh, he starts going through working on the hot rod and talking about you really want to take your time. Yeah. You know, when you're working on a car, you really want to take your time. Uh, you want to make sure you have the right tools. And you know what else you need to take your time with is uh, is – Food. Yeah. Food. Yeah. You want to take your time with food. You know, like, when we go get Polish food. Yeah. Well, he says, that also applies when you want to have food. And <laughs> uh, goes, you know, it's like, you remember when we go and get uh, Polish food, and they have, uh, I don't remember what the, the menu The whole smorgasbord of, of, of sauerkraut and kielbasas. Yeah. You don't want to just have that all at once. And Brad goes, that's exactly what you do. As we saw in a two-parter episode from the past. He he overindulged so hard on Polish food, they had to do a two-part episode to get through it. <laughs> and he goes, you're, you're right. Okay, well, you don't want to – you want to take your time also in, in football uh, where you don't just want to get the ball and rush toward the goal. Nope, that, you just need nope, – well, that's yes. not what we want to do either. In football, you don't want to score. You don't want to just go right in and score, do you? And Brad says, you don't? He's like, oh, okay, no, 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 bad example. <laughs> Uh, and so he just cannot find the right metaphor for this. Um, it's very 90s. This whole thing just feels so strange. Yeah, like he's he's flipped the chair around. He's put his baseball cap on backwards. <laughs> he's sitting down to try and rap with the kids, but he can't find the, the way to get in. Yeah. Uh, but then he, he brings it back to the car and says, you know, uh, it, it, it's it's like a car. You want to keep it in the garage for a long, long time, and when you take it out, then you got to think about a car cover. Yeah. And Brad at this point, like, he's, you know, Brad knows they're talking about sex at this point, and he's very awkward about it. He's, like, trying to get away, but Tim has him cornered. And, but but then Brad says to Tim, like, oh, well, I'm not, Dad, God, I'm not having sex with Angela or anybody. And Tim is clearly, like, so, like Brad looks away, and Tim has to, like, pump his fist. He's so excited. <laughs> uh... But then, you know, then then Brad kind of sits down to work on the car, and he says, "Well, well, how old were you when you had your first time?" And Tim goes, "What? Uh, thirty-seven." Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and they they proceed to have like a pretty honest talk here, and um, you know, I, I think Tim actually utters out some really good advice about yeah. like, you know, I knew how the 
parts worked, but I didn't know, you know, how to, you know, make it work. And I, I'm, I, I'm butcher, butchering it right now. I knew the mechanics, but I didn't know how much responsibility was involved in having an intimate yeah. relationship with girls. And it's like, wow. I mean, like, well, like, yeah. I, again, we and have a what, very low bar for Tim, but still. Low bar, but what I think was the most poignant part was Brad says, well, you know, a lot of guys at school talk about sex as uh, your initiation into manhood. He doesn't say it exactly like that. Yeah. Um, but then Tim's like, yeah, I think the important thing is you have to become a man first and then – And then worry about sex. Worry about sex. Uh, and I'm like, oh, shit. That is – Ferber this, and this Garver, your, our hats go <laughs> off to you. This ain't your season three Tim anymore. Yeah, seriously, um, seriously. I mean, to, and also just like the way that Tim Allen acts this scene, yeah. again, this real sense of like – like love and investment in his in his son's future and well-being and like really wanting to like like that he's both uncomfortable talking about this but he conveys that you know that he knows how important it is and it's i yeah. i don't know I, I think it's i again t- I, I mean i haven't said this in a while because we haven't been making the show for a while but tim allen is a really good actor <laughs> and he really sells these yeah. scenes in a way that you understand why the show was so popular and then it ends on a really great joke, which is, you know, Brad kind of mulls all of this over and he goes, well, when will I know I'm a man? And Tim's like, your mom and I will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and it was, so it's great. Like, we've, we've, ha- but, like, they didn't rob us, like, this show robbed us, this episode robbed us of a lot of emotional uh, punch that we could have had that was sacrificed in favor of an aircraft carrier. But then we kind of get it all here at the end. Like, well, I mean, not as much as we're due, but like this ending scene, they don't they don't half-ass it. It's not like all those episodes where Tim fucks up, but then he like writes a silly poem or something and gets away with yeah. it. It's like he, he does the work here of, of parenting, and they have a nice moment, and then they end on a... <laughs> A pretty solid joke that is like rooted yeah. in the truth of what Tim and Jill are feeling about this whole thing. So I, I, <laughs> I thought they finished strong. I did too. I do too. Which is also um, important during sex. Wamp <laughs> wamp. God. Uh, we go to the outtakes where all the sailors are talking to Heidi about uh, different advice for um, for the little one that she's uh, expecting. Yeah. And cloth diapers Tim- versus disposable. Tim sneaks in and just says, "Ladies, we're trying to do a show here." Sing it to a an entire deck full of sailors that could kick his ass again. Tim, who Tim was not in the military at any point. No, he is. Al was in the military. He's had multiple. Like he 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 shits on people in the military yeah. in every branch of the military constantly. So this is this goes to your point you made at the very beginning of the episode, uh, which I think at this point has been six hours ago. Yes, was uh, this is about supporting <laughs> our troops? Tim, um, Tim turning a corner, and that we're seeing kind of a newer Tim here, and it's it's putting it's heading in a direction that is strange to me. Where the home scenes, the the dynamic with the characters, is now in a place that I think is really good. Uh, but now he's like doing, and I'm hesitant to even use the term, like locker room talk oh. at tool time because the context is this is all a joke. Yeah. So I can say, ladies, we're trying to do a show here. Yeah. And yeah. It, and there's something equally like oof about that to me. Yeah. It, it's like it's like Tim's persona at home has improved. But uh, mm-hmm. on the sh- on his home improvement show, he has actually gotten worse. Uh, May- well, maybe not. Now I gotta 
Yeah. Well, maybe not worse though, because he has he's not mocking Al quite as much as he used to, but it's a very yeah. But we had a, a fat joke in this. We had true. a uh, we had a couple of Al dunks on here. Yeah, so true. I don't true. know. I, I'm not I'm not 100 on board with that. He's not out of the woods. I I will agree. I will agree. Uh, I just hope it doesn't continue in that. But uh, let's end this episode. We've got a twofer character actor corner uh, right here at the end. It snuck in. Ooh. I got, I got uh, in, spread. They're Navy SEALs, honestly. You never know that they're coming. <laughs> uh, in this uh, this outtake, uh, the two sailors that are talking to Heidi, uh, if they were sailors, I would have just counted them as cameos. But they are actual actor, actors with actual credits. Um, and let's go into them. One of them is uh, Kiwi Rogers with 12 credits. Mm. Uh, this is his first credit. Wow. He, um, he got the bug from this episode. <laughs> He went uh, after Home Improvement into doing an episode of Soul Man. Ooh. Okay, so in <laughs> which, the... It, which yeah. we may or may not dive into. The Home Improvement Extended Universe. <laughs> he was in Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, mm-hmm. uh, very underrated comedy. Uh, and then a couple other ABC shows, Grace Under Fire, Dharma, and Greg. He was on an episode of The West Wing. Ooh. The question is... Was he on ER? I'm going to say no, because he only has 12 credits, and I feel like you need to have a little more juice to get on ER. <laughs> okay. Uh, you are correct. No ER for it's, him. Uh, it's only you are when, two for two. It's only when there's no chalupas on the line, when I've already fucked this up sooner. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, this is your, your third chance to see if you can get three out of three. A hat trick of ERs. Okay. Harry Hutchinson plays the other soldier. Um... 32 credits. Before Home Improvement, he appeared in Backdraft. (gasps) The Babe, the uh, the, um, Babe Ruth movie starring John Goodman. Okay. Home Alone 2, uh, an episode of Deep Space Nine, Murphy Brown. um, And after Home Improvement, he appeared in Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World, Air Force One, (laughs) Mad About You, and NCIS. (laughs) NCIS, damn, that's... uh, (laughs) A lot of NCIS overlap in this episode. Um, Question is, was Harry Hutchinson on ER? Gonna also say no. He was on an episode of ER in 2000 called Hit and, uh, uh, called Be Patient, playing Hit and Run Driver. <sighs> um, I got cocky, I think. I assumed... <laughs> I, I, you know what, I thought, I this was is like... the after show. We're in the locker room now. Oh, the microphone to you. oh man. Uh, you know, well, look, I mean, nobody out there is really happy about the game that we played today. Uh, I think our heads just weren't in it. And the fact is, it only, it only takes one credit to win the ER game. And uh, today, you know, the team from Kansas City had it better at guessing who was on ER. But, you know, oh, we got to just... Got to just get back out there next time, and, you know, I'm going to be in practice tomorrow, and tomorrow's a new day. Hey, thank you so much. I make more than teachers, even though all I do is uh, play the stupid game. Listeners also can't see your long hair right now, which I, does look like a hockey player. And, 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 and I am kind of sweaty and disheveled to the point that it looks like I just was out on the ice for an hour and a half. <laughs> um, so that is our final character actor corner of the episode. Uh, and that is our episode. Yeah, Truman. that's it. We've completed it. We did it. We're free. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite yet. Oh, right. Because there are a few more things we have to cover. One of them being uh, the grunt count. Yes, Landon, the grunt count. 
I'm going to trust you to remove my grunt and put in an actual grunt there. Oh, yeah. No, I've been doing that every time. As, as you, oh, okay, you know, as you can, as, as our listeners know, I am a very uh, on top of it editor. They've already enjoyed the music <laughs> that I played at the beginning of our deep dive. Um, uh, perfect. Yes. Okay, the grunt count. Why don't you, why don't you give me, like, what do you think the grunt count is, Landon? I'm, you know, I have to be completely honest with uh, you, with our listeners, and with myself. And with God. How, how else can you live life? Um, I put down zero. Now, obviously, going through the deep dive, I realize that's not true. <laughs> you, Truman, is uh, <laughs> the amount of trust and and confidence he is losing in me is uh, affecting his uh, proximity to the microphone. I could see how you would make that mistake in pre in like last season when there were very grunt light episodes, but this one had yeah. more than almost every episode last season, and I'm a little shocked you missed them. I missed every single one of them. I'm not going to lie. Wow. Uh, but uh, having gone through the deep dive with you, I want to venture a new guess. I just okay. wanted to be honest with my original guess, which was zero. Uh, so we'll automatically say I got that wrong. But um, secondary guess would be six. Okay. Well, that's not right. <laughs> Good. So I get a double loss this episode. But you were halfway there because the actual number of grunts was 12 in this episode. Whoa! Okay, I know. Now you got to walk me through that. Okay. So up front, when he announces on tool time that they're going to this aircraft carrier, like he, he grunts. Oh, wow. Like, okay, so there's... There's grunts in the cold open, I mean. Uh, yeah, no, there's grunts in the cold open, like a huge one, and then like probably four or five after that. He grunts, at so, like at some point when they're on the ship, he does a cluster of grunts, he does the single grunt. I think he uh -huh. grunts at some point when he's at home talking, I think there's like a, oh, yeah, like at home talking to, <laughs> okay. talking to Jill. I mean, there, there, are, there are just a bunch interspersed throughout this episode. It is largely in reference to things that he's seeing on the aircraft carrier, but then also some that are emotional grunts prompted by the goings-on at home. Oh, wow. Okay, well, that's, uh, I'm not going to lie, it's shocking and surprising to me. Um, but uh, what are you going to do? You know, I, I've <laughs> do better next on... time. I've been on spring break. Uh, I'm coming back and now have to, um, you know, just focus on my homework uh, moving forward. You, you clearly didn't do your summer reading. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I certainly did not. The, the book um, and the summer reading was the book. There are 12 grunts in episode one of season six of Home <laughs> Improvement at sea. Listen, I could have done what I did in high school and just faked my way through through a book report. But I'm telling you, I didn't read the book. Uh, give me, give me the E. Allow me to make up uh, over the summer course. Is there extra credit? Give me detention. I don't care what the, <laughs> the problem is. Uh, just help me solve it. You get an F for comprehension, but an A for honesty. <laughs> Does it still allow me to graduate? Uh, well, uh, uh, we'll we'll talk about that. You you might have to do some community service. <laughs> okay, gotcha. And uh, but um, for, this show counts. I think we're serving. <laughs> um. Okay. Truman, uh, Landon. this has been a long episode, yes. but I want to um, just touch on some changes for the show uh, before we head out of here. Yes. Uh, gonna let that slide. I didn't say anything. <laughs> that was the ghost of David Bowie with a very, doing a very bad impression of himself. I could have done that better uh, at the beginning of the episode when I hadn't been talking for two hours. Fair enough. Uh, okay. 
Patreon. Uh, yes. We are doing a few updates for that. Yes. Um, which is, uh, you probably noticed we didn't uh, announce all the names in this episode. That's because we are changing up our Patreon a little bit and doing away with the tiers. Yep. Now it's a uh, pay what you want. Uh, so if you only want to pay $1, you get the same as everybody else. Um, so it's just, you know. Yeah, um, socialism. <laughs> whatever whatever the the um, uh, room in your heart and the room in your wallet allows, uh, we appreciate it. We yeah. just want to uh, build this community and talk to you guys. So um, All patrons are uh, equal. All patrons are equal. As you'll get into our, our outro, you get access to our Grunt Work Nights episodes. But also want to announce that we are now on Discord. Yes. So uh, we, I'll, I'll, I think on our website, we'll be putting up the invite link, uh, maybe on social media, definitely in our newsletter. There are going to be places where you can go to get uh, access to our Grunt Work forums, if you will, our discount uh, Discord forums. Yeah, our di- well, it's also discount. It's a discount version of Discord. So uh, <laughs> you, you can you can only run it on Windows XP. Yeah, but you don't have to be a patron to be part of the Discord. No, uh, but if you are a patron, you do get access to um, us periodically doing live shows, uh, live recordings, I should say. Yes, um, of this show. So if you actually want to see these visual gags that we're talking about while <laughs> recording, if you want to see this long hair that I've got, uh, it is rid- luxurious. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm you. You complain about it, but. Uh, it's it's i'm a little envious the, the, the secret is not washing it <laughs> um uh but i will say we will announce any new patrons we get and we got three new patrons what? over the break what? yes uh what? I, and one of them i mispronounced her name uh in our final episode oh, of last season boy oh. she corrected me it's not lauren which uh, is what i said before yeah it's laren uh laren so Laren, thank you. Uh, we're excited to have you on board. Robert, uh, who has been going through our backlog of nights episodes. Oh boy, um, uh, uh, Robert, Robert, I'm sorry for what you find in there. Uh, if it, <laughs> we're not legally liable for anything that does to you. <laughs> and uh, Jessica, so welcome, uh, all new patrons. Welcome we are aboard. so excited to have you uh, on board. Yes, and now don't you get to. Don't touch any of the buttons or switches aboard the good ship grunt work. <laughs> the the fire control system will cover us all in foam. Um, and just to remind people that uh, if you do sign up for our Patreon, uh, you get the option to have an art print uh, of our Mystery Science Theater home improvement uh, style um, uh, grunt work art print that I created uh, sent to you. So if you want that, be sure to let us know. Um, I know I got to get one out to Laren, so uh, that is coming soon. Yes. So no, the recap, no tears. Art print upon signing up. Discord for everyone, but uh, patrons get uh, access to the video. And congratulations and welcome to our new patrons. Yes. And then uh, uh, I want to do just do a quick shout out of real course. quick. Of course. To uh, We don't have to go into his letter, but we received oh, yes. an incredibly sweet letter from uh, someone named Felix over the break. Yes. Uh, that I think really warmed both of our hearts and really made us both excited to get back into season it, six. It, it honest, honestly, yes. Felix sent us the sweetest letter, and it, it really kind of reminded, I think, both of us why we got into this and yeah. why we muster the energy and the courage to spend a couple hours <laughs> talking about an episode of Home Improvement. Yeah. And yeah, Felix, or really just to get out of bed in the morning. Uh, yeah, true. Even that. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. In, in whatever small way, reading Felix's letter, it 
it gave it made me feel like all of this has been worth it, which is yeah. not to put down any of the other nice things fans have said. But Felix, thank you so much. We're going to keep rocking and rolling and making better podcasts for you and everybody else who wants to listen. But but it is now going to be <laughs> not. Now that being said, we're not going to make them quite as fast as you might have thought we would. Uh, in order to be able to commit and not have so many trip ups like we did last season, we are going to now be releasing uh, grunt work night, uh, grunt work proper, uh, biweekly, which means every other week, not uh, every two week. weeks, you will. <laughs> every what, what would what would you? How do you say it? There's no good way. Like I've been saying bi monthly, but then that also makes people think that it's every two months, and that's not it either. Listen, every other week is when we're going to release every other it. week. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. So we're still on Thursdays, but every other Thursday um, from here forward, uh, we will probably still do a a mid season break uh, where we do some bonus episodes and then take maybe one week off. But, yeah. Um, and we have, oh my god, guys, some <sighs> great bonus episodes for you this season so much I good stuff on tap i can't if you like patricia Richardson and brian dennehy just wait <laughs> and who doesn't i mean really who doesn't name a more iconic and duo you may have noticed there was no jtt junction where we read from the totally unauthorized biography of jtt totally jtt by michael ann johns because we're going to finish that up in a bonus episode as well oh yes <laughs> oh yes you're gonna get um yeah teasus is gonna come back in a big way so we're, do, we're moving bi-weekly so that we can quali- uh focus on the quality of the show yes uh st- sustain consistency and uh try to get some more guests on the show yes yes we've got we you know there's i we don't want to we don't want to tease anything out too soon or commit to anything when we're still trying to work stuff out but there's a lot of uh guests who are interested in getting on people you may have heard of people you may not have heard of um, being as vague as possible in my description of what's going to happen. They they might be a human. They might be an animal. They might not exist. They they might be me doing a funny voice. <laughs> and you all um, and you know how how uh, really like excellent and immersive my funny voices are. So just imagine that for and an entire funny. episode. Yes. Oof. <laughs> David Bowie. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this, this episode affected me in a most peculiar way. Okay, anyway, that's a little, that's just a hint. Your people are unsubscribing as we speak. Um, yes, so our schedule is going to be, our schedule is going to be more limited. We think that it's going to be better for us. We think it's going to be better for you, even, because it will yep. allow us to create a better product every two weeks. And then also, if you, uh, if you're rending your garments and ripping the ear pods out of your ears in frustration that you're going to be deprived of us on a weekly basis, hey, yep. kick us at least one dollar uh, a month in the Patreon, or more than that, uh, because we're still going to be doing the Patreons every week. The Patreons, Grunt Work Grunt, Nights. Grunt's Work Nights. That's what it's called. We've only been doing it for two years. Um, we're still we'll going to be, be doing. Uh, this. We'll still be weekly. Yes. yes, right. So you can get um, us regularly if if you want it. If you want it. Uh, okay, so I think that that wraps up everything in this extra long uh, season premiere. Uh, certainly next week we will be back on track for time because that's what we're known for. Yes, is uh, not talking not, about things not, for a long time. Not getting into it. Yes. Um, so let's end the show. Grunt work is made possible by people like you. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to help us create this show, consider becoming an official Grunthead sponsor over on our Patreon. That's right. For as little as $1 per month, you'll get access to our exclusive bonus content like our weekly Gruntwork Nights episodes and access to watch us record episodes live over Discord. We just told you all this. <laughs> and donors can receive a Mystery Science Theater slash Home Improvement style Gruntwork art print. So be sure to check out our Patreon over at patreon.com slash 
Grunt Work Pod. Oh, leave it. <laughs> That's still me. Yeah, it's still on uh, you. I, a panic <laughs> flooded my body when you looked at me there. <laughs> Leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to these things is the fastest, easiest way, and freest way uh, to support our show. And it honestly, truly, I couldn't say this with more emphasis, goes a long way. Long, 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 long way. And even with a car cover to get help us, uh, help others find the show. Uh, I did that flawlessly. Uh, just keep moving and don't acknowledge it. Stop by to say hi to us on Twitter or Instagram at GruntWorkPod. Or you can join us on our new Discord channel Yeah, uh, where you can find the link to that on our website, which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com. Where you can uh, also see information about today's show and sign up for our weekly newsletter to be notified whenever a new episode is released. Get the grunt count hint before you listen to the episode. That way you can try to guess along with us. Uh, Exclusive trivia and more. Um, And I guess until next week when we bring you another episode of Home Improvement (laughs) or Grunt Work. (laughs) I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And remember... It's not the size of the aircraft carrier, it's the motion of the ocean. Mm